All right, guys, let's go ahead without further ado. Let's bring my man David Green on the stream. David, how's What's it going? What's up? How is everybody Not... doing today? We are great over here in, in Zingerland. Well, I, I, I'd be hoping for a little bit uh, greener markets, but um, we'll take what we got. Uh, for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, so you've we'll got Tesla pulled got. up as. You yes. got a little bounce in Tesla there? Yeah, it just set up for a little far from moving average trade down there in Tesla. I mean, we had 10 red bars in a row, right? Whenever you guys see 10 red bars in a row, chances are we're going to get a little bit of a bounce at some point. And we did. We went up from 118 to from 818 to 822. Big spot we're looking at in this one is around 809. That is our pivot point. I don't know if we're going to get down there. It looks like a short now, too, if we rally up to 829, 833. A lot of people are asking about this a little longer term, right? So let's go to our daily chart in Tesla. And you can see that we've broken all support on our daily chart. And we'll go to weekly. And here we go. So we got a nice support level coming up in Tesla if we can ever get down to this 767 level. That is our weekly support level and a very big area of support. Is it going to happen? I don't know. This whole market uh, faked everybody out last night, right? Last night I was looking at the futures. They were down, I don't know, what, 500 points at one point? Yeah, it looked like we were going to have a, a really ugly open, and then we kind of reversed at the at the open this morning. Yeah, we did. Well, we reversed probably around. Yeah, look, if you were up early enough this morning, guys, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you could have grabbed some spiders around 426, for those of you who don't sleep, right? <laughs> Got a haircut trim looking sharp, DD. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah, by the time the market opened, I mean, this was 3.30, you know, by the time the market opened at 9.30, we were up, I don't know, 700 points from the lows. Now, we're kind of just sitting and they're deciding what they want to do. You know, we had a lot of posturing by Putin over the weekend. And I thought, you know, a lot of people thought this morning that, okay, whatever's going to happen, it's baked into the market already, but it's not. It is certainly not at this point. So anything else that happens from here. Could get a little spooky duka. We'll see. Again, you know, we're just traders, right? The long-term stuff will take care of itself. We're just traders. And if we look at the spiders on a daily now, well, we're in nowhere's land. We have a double bottom coming up if we get there, which would be gigantic, right? Down around 422 now. This was a trade that we all made, guys. And if you guys remember when you were with us when this happened, Right. The spiders went down from 480 to 420 and almost exactly hit our 65 EMA for a beautiful support line. So maybe we're heading back down there again. That would be a double bottom. And that, again, is going to be a giant spot technically for us. You know, if we get down there for us to hold because we got a big What's, What spot is that move, moving average at right now? Right now, it's a, let's just call it 422. 422. Yeah, 422. Because you, you see the big bounce we got first time down there. Uh, I will probably be trying to buy some stuff down there for maybe, you know, a double bottom. You're talking about this is a month later now. So, but I'm just saying if this level does not hold, then I think we got some problems in this market. You can see my next real level is 353. You know, with 353, we're down what? 120 points. You're talking about almost 30%. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying this to scare anybody out there. I'm just going by my technicals. And quite honestly, if we ever got down there, you know, I haven't been in the market for a while. If we ever got back down there, I would certainly be looking to buy any stock out there that you're looking at long term. So, again, you know, we'll see what happens. It's meanwhile, we have nice volatility, 
right? Everything's nice and volatile. We're getting a lot of trades set up every single day, up, down, and sideways. And that's what we want as a trader, period. If long-term trend was going to be up, transpodes would be up. No, uh, the long-term trend is not up. That's the bottom line. I mean, if we just look at the SPY, even on every metric that we're looking at now, it does not look good, right? Here's our daily chart. It's below, well below all of our moving averages. And on our weekly chart, it's well below all of our moving averages. You know, we had this rally up to the 460 level. It was nothing but resistance. And we've come off that since then. What happened, guys? Murray, you almost got a trade and missed. Hold on, guys. Anybody have questions about any stocks they want to look at? Yeah, I don't know if you want to get the Myrna trade. All right, if you got in the Myrna trade, just be careful here. Yeah, let us know in the chat what you guys are watching out there. We'll, we'll, we'll take some charts from the chat. Um, let's see. What, what have I been this watching was, today? This was a trade that just set up, guys, that a couple of traders in the room got. We watched Myrna go from 151. It just hit our 200 EMA around 145.50. So let's see what happens here. Now, it really hasn't worked for a trade yet. And the first thing I always do, guys, when we're looking at any trades is we got to go look at the spies and see if they keep coming in. They're going up. They're going down. But look, spiders are make, you know, trying to make new lows again. So we can't be in a hurry to be buying anything right now. DWAC. Everybody wants to talk about DWAC, right? Uh, NVIDIA. I still like the double bottom, guys. If we get down there right around 230, NVIDIA double bottom. I'll tell you some of the stocks I'm going to be looking at if, God forbid, we get a massive correction. NVIDIA will probably be one of the ones that are top of my list. And Apple, of course. I always like Apple. But those probably be two of the ones that I will look at right away. SQ, are we going to get to the double bottom? What is it? 93.94. I don't like it anymore, guys. Let's go down to uh, 93.40 if it goes fast. Let's talk about DWAC for a couple minutes. Yes. So I think the app went live this morning or something, right? Yeah, they, they went live over the weekend. From what I saw last night or a couple nights ago on Twitter, people were posting screenshots that they signed up for an account but were still on a, on a wait list. So I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that. Well, my only advice to people would be they should have waited to buy it. Because <laughs> anyone who ran in and bought it this morning off that news, you know, traded at $138, right? And here we are now. We're trading at $89. Um, I, you know, listen, you want my personal opinion about DWAC? And again, I'm not telling anybody to trade or anything else. I don't think the stock's worth $50 or $40. But that's another story for another time. Um, again, technically, we watched the stock this morning, and we actually got a trade. We got a trade pre-market, right? Didn't we, guys? Didn't we get something pre-market when it's set up for us early? Yeah, we got something right here pre-market, right around uh, 9 o'clock when it got down to 93.50. And again, guys, look at this. It held our 200 EMA. Stock went down $6 and hit our 200 EMA and went up $6 from there. So we did get a trade in that early this morning. And then we got a trade here off the pivot point. Stock smacked down to 86.50 and went up $4. Um, right now, it's in the middle of everything. Again, I'm I, not crazy about this stock long term. But anyway, it's just just technicals. Right now, it's sitting in the middle of everything. We'll see what the next move is. They want to see who's real and who's fake before they give them access to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> People hating Twitter, using Twitter to track DWA. See, nah, not even close, guys. Not even close. Um, what else we got, Aaron? Anybody want to talk GTE? I saw a couple of people post. We can talk about GTE. Let's take a peek. 
Um, I saw. Let's see. No, we're not going to talk about GTE, Jay. Uh, we don't trade stocks that are a buck. To me, those are lottery tickets. If it's something you like, you buy, you put it away, you forget about it. That's it. Procter and Gamble, Rob I see. Roblox, RBLX. Yeah. You know what? Let's talk about Roblox and uh, Rivian and AFRM for a couple minutes. Even PayPal. We can talk about all of them for a couple minutes. Um, go right to the daily in Roblox, right? So they had their earnings, okay? First of all, in their earnings, people got faked out and bought it up to $72, right? So this is a stock that I'm not opposed to owning at some point. I'm, we're not there yet. So if you guys remember, I'll talk to you guys about our reversal swing trade, right? When a stock is down at least three days in a row, especially after earnings. But I need the relative strength to be around 20. So Roblox will be something I'm watching in the coming days. If we can get the relative strength to around 20, I will start buying some stock. Because if we go back here, guys, all right, and we see we had a RSI of about 21 here when the stock made a low of 53 and quickly went up 15 points from there. So if you could keep an eye on Roblox, if we get the relative strength down around 20, that's something I'm going to start to buy, Roblox. Affirm was another one we were looking at. And it had a, a small little bounce today. And actually, it's right back down to where it was. Same thing, though. We don't have the RSI yet. So I have a firm on my list. I have Roblox on my list. If we get the 20 RSI and those things, I'll stop buying them for trades. Um, Rivian's kind of in. PayPal was another one I was looking at. And we kind of got a little bounce today. And we look at, look at look how close we came to the 20 RSI in this one, right? We got to about 21. So today could have been a day that you could have started a little a little bit of PayPal. And you can see we're a couple of bucks off the low. So those are the kind of three stocks that I'm looking at longer term that I kind of like. And maybe PayPal bottom. Again, if the market gets a smack of DACA from here, all these things are going to make new lows. But those are three stocks that I like. Affirm, uh, Roblox, and PayPal that I'd start to look to pick up if we can get a smack of DACA in this market here. Those three that I've been looking at. SoFi, I don't currently have a position in SoFi. You guys know I've been in and out of this many, many times and have done pretty well every time we've done it. Um, again, it's not showing me any strength. I'm not in a hurry to run it back into SoFi. I think it's going to trade with the market. It's going to trade with the financials. So I don't have an opinion on it right now. But Buffalo, we are not in it anymore. We bought the stock. At 11, we sold it at 16. We bought the stock at 12. We sold it at 14. We sold stock here, went it back up to 17. I haven't had a position in a long time in this one now. So I do not have a position. Uh, Home Depot, a couple of people asking. Home Depot had earnings today, right? Yeah, and they weren't great. So Home no. Depot and Lowe's are trading lower today. But Lowe's reports tomorrow. And, and I think, um, which, which I'm, I'm going to wait till after the report, but I'm interested in Lowe's. Take a look. I'm sure it's down in sympathy with this one now, right? Yeah, it's down about three, three and a half percent. Well, spot money would be on it going lower tomorrow, right? Well, who knows? We'll look for technicals. Um, let's look at Home Depot. Let's go right to a daily chart, guys. I mean, you can see we blasted through everything that had to do with daily. Weekly, we blasted through everything. All right, we might be setting up for a far from moving average trade in Home Depot now, guys. We got the RSI. Didn't we have a market down here, guys, at 317.30? Right? Now, let's keep an eye on Home Depot, guys. Maybe we can show you guys we get a far from moving average trade set up here. So what we're looking for in a far from moving average trade, 
we go to our one minute chart and there it goes look at that guys so we could have just grabbed some on a one minute chart about 317.30 and we're probably going to get 50 60 cents out of this so this is what we're looking for for a far from moving average trade check it out we had an rsi that got down to about 15 here that's when we want to switch to the one minute chart and boom the stock just went up almost 80 cents from where we would have got in that's a far from moving average trade guys if anyone got it you know everything's a trade today in and out and you can see it's going right back down now but it gave a nice 50 60 cent trade so we will look again if this thing gets down to the uh, 316 level now just one of the types of trades that we look for far from moving average trade you got some brian beautiful um mro people are asking about marathon oil I'm sure it was doing well with what was going on, right? And now that there's not so much urgency as far as uh, Putin's concerned, it's coming in a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, the stock's been in, uh, it, it's been strong the past, I don't yeah. know, you look, you look at the past, past year, so. six months. Yep. Yeah, it's been, let's go weekly. It's been a beautiful uptrend. Yeah, I mean, look at this. You know, since December, it's where really where it started from $15. Now we're back up at $23. They had earnings. They were good. You know, if we go to the daily, look, the stock was due for a little pullback, right? It had a big, giant run up. So, you know, 21, certainly 1870 would be a spot I'd look to get back into this. Down, down around 1870 would be a spot to get back in. AMD is a stock that we trade every single day, AMD and NVIDIA. Guys, if you're still in Home Depot, I'm going to take it off up here. I think we got like 70, 80 cents on it. That's fine. For the far from moving average trade. Um, AMD. Let's look at AMD. AMD got an upgrade this morning, right? Which uh, is why everybody ran in and bought, bought this early up to 119 and change. And we're three points off that level. And this, to me, we're kind of in the middle of everything right now. I always go to a daily chart, guys, as you guys should, especially if you're looking to get into something a little longer term. Um, and I don't look to get anything longer term until we're really stretched out one way or the other. So AMD got the big bop up today on the uh, upgrade, and now we're kind of just sitting in the middle of everything as far as a little uh, long, longer term is concerned. Amazon, despite the last four trading days, what is that, H? The Home Depot trend? I don't know what just H is. I don't either. I think he's trying to say Home Depot. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's go check back in on the spy. Yeah, here we are. I mean, we're right in the middle of nowhere. Now, look, guys, it's lunchtime. It's 1149, right? So as a day trader, and guys, anyone, this is the last week I'm going to have visitors in before our boot camp last, next week. So if you want to come visit, it's dgreen927 at yahoo.com. I'll let you guys in. Um, this is lunchtime, generally between 1130 and I don't know, 130, 1-130. It's not a time you generally want to be trading as traded because there's no volume. Look at the volume in the spiders, right? You know, here's the big volume. Always happens in the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And now the volume is just going down to nothing. And we're kind of just sitting here doing nothing. So usually, you know, we had, I think, three or four trades. We actually had one losing trade today and like four or five good ones. And a bunch of peeps are out of here because um, we had a few very good trades <laughs> earlier this morning. Oh, Trent in the comments was talking about Hyatt. Is, is ah, okay. H. Yeah, let's take a peek. Yeah, Hyatt, Marriott, all those all those stocks have been really strong. 
Yeah, and again, you know, this got a little ahead of itself. You can see it got they came out with earnings, got a little stretched up. So now we're pulling back a little bit, pulling back to some of our moving averages, 99, 92. You know, again, I'm neutral on the stock as far as the trade is concerned, even even longer term. Kind of neutral in it right now. The weekly chart looks great, right? I mean, if you look on our weekly chart, we went from 99 down to 85 and held one of our moving averages. So that was nice for a little trade. Looks good. Yeah, they all look. Well, listen, COVID seems to be on the back burner now, right? I mean, nobody's even talking about it anymore. So I think that's one crisis averted unless we, you know, something else comes up and we get another variant or something, right? But I think that's on the back burner. Everything's about Russia right now and what's going to happen over there and interest rates. You know, we're going to start seeing interest rates uh, going up in the next, uh, I think, March. We should see the first interest rate hike. I think it's probably going to be 50, 50 points. Every A lot of people talking about between 25 and 50. But we'll see. No, again, no direction right now. Everything's kind of just sitting in the middle of things. So as traders, guys, we don't trade this market. It's just too boppy up, up, up down, and sideways. We don't. All about war now. I mean, does anyone really think he's... I'll give you, again, I'm giving you my personal opinion. I think he's just flexing his muscles, as he always does, you know. Yeah, we we will see. I mean, this week, like you said, we've, we've just had more volatility. It's great for trading. If you're out there getting in and out of trades real quick, you know, this volatility is great. For, for long-term investors, it's tough. It's tough to see, um, you know, your positions down seemingly like every day. I know in my long-term portfolios, they haven't looked Crazy. great the past couple of weeks. But, um, uh, yeah, how's Baba looking right now? Yeah, this is another one. It's just a crapshoot. I, I want to be long Baba so bad because I think they're going to be okay no matter what happens. But it's just so horrible. It's horrible on every chart. It's horrible on a daily. It's horrible on a weekly. I mean, it's just so bad. So I'll tell you what, if I was going to do anything on earnings, just do it with options. Please don't. My opinion would be don't buy or short the stock, right? We got them coming out when 24th on Wednesday. So uh, no, when is that? Today's the 22nd, Thursday. So if I was doing anything, you know, look at some kind of options. If you like the stock, you know, maybe buy some upside calls. But I certainly wouldn't have a position in the stock. I, I don't think what's going on with – didn't – what's his name? Someone just take a huge position in this too? What was his name? Um, I know Charlie uh, Munger did. Yes. Munger took a big position in this stock, and he's underwater on that now. Tesla? Yeah. Let's take a look. We got a lot of people talking about Kathy Wood too, right? Uh, Tesla, let's put it back out, guys. We'll do it small. So here we have Tesla, guys, coming in pretty good now. We're trading at 820. We have a pivot point down at 809. Now, I am not a big Tesla trader because it's $809, but I have some people in my room who are. So I'm going to put a little order out there. If we can spike quickly down to 809, I think we'll get a bounce off that level. Let's see what happens. Again, guys, Tesla, you got to give at least a few dollars on the stop, right? So I put out a little marker for my peeps out there that are trading. See, I put out 10 shares of Tesla. We'll see if we spike right down there. And that would just be for a quick trade. Okay, I have people in my room that trade 10 shares every time we do a trade. And I have people in my room that trade 5,000 shares every time we do a trade. So what we're looking for here in Tesla is look where the relative strength is. It's around 25 now. So if we get a quick spike down here to 809, I think it'll work for a buck or two really quick. Let's see what happens. Hopefully we get it right now. He's using lots of propaganda. Ah, listen, again, it is what it is, you know. I don't think it's going to be 
as bad as anybody says it's going to be. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe he, he goes crazy and starts doing stuff. I don't know. That wouldn't be very smart. And it certainly would not help anybody. But we'll see what happens. Nice sock trade so far off the load. Oh, no. So when we're looking for a trade like this too, guys, we want it fast, right? And look what just happened. We got down to 810 and we went up two and a half dollars, right? See that, guys? We got down to 810, we went up two and a half dollars. If we went got down to 809, we would have went up to the same two and a half dollars. Let's see if we get it now, guys. Is the market coming in a little more? Let's take a peek. Yep, we can see the market starting to come in a little bit more now. So before we get into any trade, we always want to look and see uh, what the spiders are doing. And we'll see if we get a bounce here in the spiders or not. Uh, they keep coming down from here. We probably go lower and everything. Um, let's see. What else we got, guys? guys? Let's keep the let's keep the chat about stocks for now. Let us know in the chat what stocks you guys are watching. We'll go ahead and pull up uh, on here. So let's see what, what else we're we looking at today. SoFi. We talked about SoFi a couple of minutes. Um, I'm not in SoFi right now. I'm not looking to get into SoFi anytime soon. How about we'll Ford? See what happens. Ford. Let's take a look at Ford. Oh, there we go, guys. We just got a buck out of Tesla. So let me show you guys this trade. Exactly. It just happened real time. Look at that. So we spiked down to 809. Everybody bought some at 809. We just spiked up to 810 and we took the trade. So, you know, if you had five, 600 shares, they just made five, six hundred dollars in about 10 seconds. No, it took a little more than that. It took about a minute. So now we'll look for another level lower. Uh, what we say, Ford? Yeah. Let's look. This thing was much higher. No, it wasn't. Okay. Maybe it was GE. That Ford's kind of stuck. Yeah, it was, right? Ford got up to $25. I remember talking about this last month. It got up to 25 bucks. And wow. I mean, long term, you know, if you like this company as a company, you can stop buying a little around 17. I don't know what happened to make it go from 25 all the way down here. That's a gigantic percentage move, right? That's crazy. I'll tell you what, I'll stop buying some Ford if we get around 1530. That I like. Get around 1530 in Ford. I, I will buy some of that. Uh, earnings came out back here, but that didn't affect it. I've never been a big Ford fan, but around 15 and change, I would I would be buying that stock. You're buying SoFi here for a little bounce. All right. I have no technical reason to do it yet. And my personal is opinion that the spiders are going to test those lows again. Um, yeah, what four, was that level level in the spot you gave? Four four twenty-two. Well, Tesla, you got a dollar fifty now, guys. Very nice. Good job, guys. Yeah, I I, I think we're gonna test this weekly. Again, I don't think, but it certainly looks like we're heading to test the weekly level again in four twenty-two. So if we get any kind of uh more tension building up with these guys, we could see that in short order. I tell you what, if we get there. I'll stop buying a little sulfide back. What, how are the financials been doing overall? 
Let me just look at the FAS. Yeah, that's coming a little bit. This is the ETF for all the financials, the FAS. You can see it made ties of 155. And we got a little support down around 121. I think the fact that they got that bank charter is good for SoFi. And I think, you know, if you have a one to five year time horizon, I think you'll be fine in SoFi. But as a trader, I'm just not in it right now. I'm adding to Uber, Uber here as I've been trading it all year. We can take a look. Felt. Yeah, Uber Uber and Lyft reported last week, right? Maybe a couple weeks ago. Yes, Uber came out on the 9th, so two weeks ago at this point. Two weeks ago. And it's done nothing but go down since. All right, so let me. here's what I like to ask people, right? You're adding to Uber as we've been trading it all year. Are you adding for a trade or are you adding for a long-term uh, pop back up because you like the fundamentals of a stock? Me as a trader, even a long-term investor... Uh, I would not get involved in this stock. I like to buy stock, stocks on strength, guys. Unless we get to a point where I'm looking at a daily chart and, you know, we have the RSI at a, at a nice point that's all the way down and I'll stop buying it for a trade. NVIDIA 229. NVIDIA is one of our favorite stocks to trade, guys. It's a little pricey, but kind of respects all of our moving averages and stuff. Uh, double bottom from the opening in the video is 229.88. So I'll explain what that is to everybody. I know we only had a couple minutes left here, right? So here's the low that the video made at 9.30, just about when the market opened at 229.88. Stock went up $11 from here. So what a double bottom is, guys, is if it pulls back and hits that level again, odds are we're going to get a bounce from that level. That's what a double bottom is. So we'd be looking to do that for a day trade. If it gets down there, the test far from moving average trade. Peak. I know we only got a couple of minutes, guys. Um, we got the RSI in the test, but with less than a dollar away. So for far from moving average trade, I would start looking at this one, guys, around 89. That'll be two bucks away from the moving average. Um, Mickey D's. Let's take a look quick. I know we're running Mick out of time. I think McD's reports earnings, or maybe they. Let's take a look. We'll go right to the uh, weekly chart and see when the earnings are coming out. Oh, never mind. They already yeah they they came out. They came out. Yeah. Look, ago, when, I guess. when markets are really bad, someone told me a long time ago, if you can uh, smoke it or eat it, they're safe. They're safer stocks to be in when the markets get really bad. Right. There you go. Spencer, oh. is that you? It is me. I was gonna say on the McDonald's front, I, I think Carl Icahn is. Uh, yes, he's an he's been he's himself. been quiet. He's been quiet of late in the, for the past few years, but he's 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 uh, seeking two board seats because he is not a fan of how they treat their their pigs, apparently. Okay. So I had no idea that uh, this was. I read something about that either yesterday or today. An right? Issue near and dear to his heart, but apparently it is. So. Uh, we go to Mickey D's, you know, on a, on a on a weekly chart. I mean, I don't know what he has to complain about. You know, a year ago the stock was two hundred and ten dollars. It's off its highs here a little bit, but it's it's done well. When, when when's the last time you, either you guys read Mickey D's? I don't even remember. It's, it's probably been like at least uh, probably longer than that for me. Yeah, yeah. It's been <laughs> last night for me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> knew it. Knew it. What's up, everyone? What's up, Riff Raff? What's up, Easy Mike? So again, How guys, are you doing? Look, at, look at Tesla off our spot down there at 809, right? Just made a high of 
So a little patient's got to get $5.50 off Tesla. Very nice, the spicy milk. Spence, everything okay? You still engaged? All good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Last I checked, I was. Yes. Excellent. Unless I missed something. Well, well, you know, I just want to make sure you're okay. No, I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Actually, I wanted to present Aaron Bree with a gift. Uh, I saw all the charges on there from last week. This is your credit card that you left with me for the weekend. Looks like you guys had a fun weekend with it. I had a great weekend. Thank you for the. (laughs) Oh, Tesla, guys. Tesla up seven points. So whenever you see a stock, guys, just generally speaking, especially a Tesla, it had like 14 red bars in a row for the most part and then hits a nice pivot point and has a relative strength almost 20. This is what you can expect the stock to do. So a little six minutes of patience gave you $7 off that trade that we did live in a room. Very nice. A spicy meat bar. All right, David, any any final thoughts for us? No, final thoughts are, you know, if you're a trader, you got to be Jack B. Nimble, Jack B. Quick in this market. Look mm-hmm. at that 422 level in the spiders. You know, if something crazy happens to start buying a little stocks, that's what I would say. And um, last week for visitors in the room at dgreen927 at yahoo.com. Please do not forget Benzinger and Benzinger Pro. Guys, I could not trade without that. It is as important a tool to me as my moving averages are. So join up for that. I see a lot of new members coming into you guys, right? You're marking them now. New member, new member, new member. That's a very nice thing. Those are our new YouTube members. We have a uh, oh. YouTube membership. You want some emojis of Aaron and myself? Check it there out. You go. go to <laughs> YouTube.com slash Benzinga. Click that join button and uh, show us show us some love there. We'll add some more parts there you and go. benefits. If you want to see uh, nice cartoon figures of me and Peter Tuchman, go to WallStreetGlobalTradingAcademy.com. There, there we go. And there you go. <laughs> All right, David. All right, guys, always a pleasure, thank you man. For the opportunity. I appreciate it. Have a good it. one. All righty. All right. Uh, how are we doing, AB? How was, your, good. How how was you? your How was your trip, man? How was your weekend? It was awesome. I was out in Colorado, got to ski a little bit, mm-hmm. hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just really relaxing, you know? Nice, nice. All right, cool. I also skied this weekend, although it wasn't as good as your skiing, but, you know, can't all go to the Rockies at the drop uh, of a hat. Good old Michigan, good old Michigan skiing. Michigan skiing. Nothing better. An oxymoron. But you enjoyed it? Had a good time? No, it was fun. I haven't skied in three years, so it was, it was nice. I, I almost ate it on a couple runs, but but didn't. It know. was my first time since before COVID. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So um, anyway, okay. A uh, lot to get to on the show. As Aaron mentioned, uh, David Green just joined us. We have Andrew Channing on in a couple of minutes. He is from Procure AM. He's got the Space ETF uh virgin galactic reports earnings uh, i forget if it's today or tomorrow it might be today after the close so we'll talk to him about that uh the space trade there are some russia implications there uh so that'll be exciting we're gonna have jamie schmidt on the show at 12 30. she uh is the creator uh the founder of uh, schmidt's natural you uh, you may have seen the uh, their deodorant uh in stores uh she built that company in her kitchen while she was pregnant no less um, turned it into a nine-figure uh, sale to Unilever, and now she's a mentor on the Going Public show. So we're going to talk to Jamie about consumer packaged goods and uh, deodorant and growing companies and scaling companies and uh, 
what she looks for. So let her be at 12.30. We're going to have Christian Fromhertz, the man with the plan, and really cool charts at 1 o'clock. And then I, I hope Tim Quas can join us today at 1.45. That, that's the plan. Um, in between then and though, in between then and now, though, we got a lot going on. Uh, I know you had called the show Safer Stocks to Look For. Do we cover any safer stocks to look for yet we have not but i'm, I'm glad you asked because i yeah. have my list okay so I'm, I'm 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 game so the first one this is not it this is tesla tesla is not <laughs> one of your safer stocks this is just one that was on my um benzinga pro so right now when we have you know the, these um tensions rising between russia and ukraine you have these interest rates there's just a lot of unknown um so you can see that in the markets right now with the volatility we've seen and if you're in a position where uh, maybe your portfolio is down a little bit or you're wanting to take some risk off the table, one way, th the best way to do that is A, just raising some cash, you know, having some cash on the sidelines. Um, but wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Having cash is a position. But if you're looking for some uh, quote unquote safer stocks, and I say that because at the end of the day, every stock is still um, a speculative asset that holds risk. But there are stocks out there that I consider to be um, safer than others. So one that we we did just talk about with David Green a little bit. Um, so Home Depot reported earnings yesterday, or I'm sorry, this morning. Mm. Um, I'm not really looking at Home Depot. I'm looking at Lowe's though. So here's the thing: both with Lowe's and Home Depot got an incredible tailwind during COVID from um, not only. Uh, an increase in new homes being built, but also in, in people doing at-home projects, right? People were at home more, working from home. They wanted to do, okay. uh, you know, okay. at-home projects. That has slowed down, the at-home projects. But what's actually increased is new homes being built. I mean, I, I would certainly hope so. It's been it's been it's been twelve year. It's been fourteen years. 13 years since, since the Great Recession, you, you, would, you would think that these home builders would, would finally start to... I mean, we don't have enough homes in this country. So straight, I, straight up, not enough homes. Yeah, I was looking at some data. Uh, this is from Axios. Uh, new housing units under construction. So even at the height of COVID, uh, we are now at the highest we've been uh, si since 2005. And this is in the last... In, in terms of new homes? New homes being built. Yeah, yep. All right. Housing starts. Got uh, it. Home building. Well, it's actually the highest level in nearly 50 years. But going back to 2005 was the last time we've been at, at these levels. Got it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of supplies that are used to build new houses that aren't bought at, at Lowe's or Home Depot. But for every house that is being built, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's will get a small, a small uh, pie of the money being spent on supplies. So, I, th I think that they're going to be able to overcome these uh, headwinds in the sense that do-it-yourself projects are slowing down um, because the overall trend of more houses and building is going to continue to grow. You want to hear my anecdotal story about this? Uh, I have a friend of mine that lives in Jacksonville and was looking to buy a home, uh, him and his wife, and they decided uh, to start looking for a house on one day, and the very next day... They bought a uh, new construction or a house that is that is being built in a subdivision that's being built right now. They they said it was like so much cheaper buying a new construction than buying you know from a from a from a current homeowner right now. 
Really? Uh, and they literally, it, the, he told me, like, we thought we talked about it on, like, Sunday. And on Monday, we, we bought a house. It was, it, was, it, was, it was that quick. And, and he said it was more affordable, frankly, than, you know, for, like, it, it, he got, I think it was a three-bed, it was a three-bed, two-bath. And uh, it was just cheaper to buy new construction than it, than it is. And wait, you know, he's going to have to wait. Although he told me they expect to have it done f- be- between November and January. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that I would take the under on that. Um, but, but uh, uh, yeah, he said, he said it, was just, it was just more affordable. So uh, that would certainly point to the home builders for sure. Um, keep going down your list, though, because I also have, have a couple of suggestions for, quote, unquote, safer plays. Unless you're done. Yeah. No, that's not the only one. Okay. Um, Jay Wright's bringing up a good point, saying uh, your problem is higher interest rates will effectively hurt housing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I once the Fed raises interest rates, probably new new home buying will continue to slow down. Um, Daniel saying, "Abe, I'm a home builder and remodeler. I only buy remodeling material from Home, home Depots. New homes are from suppliers." Yeah, and that's what I mentioned. You know, new homes are a lot of the stuff isn't coming from Home Depots or Lowe's, but there are still things that end up needing to be bought from there i'd imagine ab is saying have you, have you ever discussed ferguson like ferguson missouri i have no idea what that wait that's ab in the chat you're ab i don't know that's not me i'm confused but i don't know what that comment is even referring to yeah i don't know all um right. all right but down <laughs> down my list moving from lowe's and yeah. lowe's does report uh either tomorrow morning or i think it's thursday or Thursday. So, you know, if you're looking at lows, I'm waiting at, for the report. And if it goes down lower, I might get in. If it goes down higher, I might get in. I'll, I'll confirm when they report. One second. You keep going. Gracias. All right. Second one I'm looking at financials. JPM, yeah. JP Morgan. This is one um, that I'm looking at. A, you, you get a nice little dividend. That's nice. B, which let me check on the on the dividend yield real quick, which we can do. Oh, wait, I, I said Lowe's was Thursday. I was wrong. It is tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Um, two point six percent dividend yield. Uh, it, you know you can find that very easily in Benzinga Pro. So that's not bad. Um, J.P. Morgan will actually benefit from an increase in interest rates. So as we're as we're waiting for that i'm expecting jp morgan to continue to move higher again this is just a little bit safer it's not going to give you any crazy returns 10 20 30 percent but um it's biggest bank in the world yep all right what's next what is next is drum roll please yeah we have a drum roll LNG, Chenier Energy. Ooh, um, go natural gas on us. Yeah, a little natural gas play. This is the only energy play that I'm in right now. And if you just go back, uh, I mean, we're looking at, at a daily chart, but going back to COVID lows, this chart has just been insanely strong. Um, right at 52-week highs right now, $116 a share. Chenier Energy, you get a little natural gas play, a little energy play. Again, not... It, it, when I when we say safer stocks, not we're not se- saying not this is, sexy, huh? Not sexy. Yeah, this is not sexy. This is not oh. you know. I'm talking J.P. Morgan, Lowe's, Chenier Energy. Those are my top three right. safer stock plays. Okay. As we go into this increased volatility and, and uncertain times in the market. Okay. Can I give you my list? And this is not my list. This is just a list that I I like to refer to. Um, this is a free plug for the dividend aristocrats. You all know them. 
Aaron, you know them? The Dividend Aristocrats? Dividend Aristocrats. No, I don't. It is a list of companies in the S&P 500 that have increased their dividend for 25 years in a row, at least. There are only 66 companies that have done so out of the 500. I'm going to drop this link in the chat. Some free publicity here for SureDividend.com. Uh, there you go. We, I have no relationship to them. We have no relationship to them, but uh, uh, there you go. Uh, we're ta I'm talking names like T. Rowe Price. I'm talking names like Woes, which we mentioned already, right? Wait, can I share your screen? Uh, um, yeah, let me share my screen real fast. I'm on a different, I'm on a different screen right now. Um, but SureDividend.com, uh, they do a pretty good job of, where is my screen? What the hell is going on here? I don't even know. Oh, you know why? Because I'm in a different browser. That's why. All right. Forget it. Uh, fine, I'll do it this way. Give me one second. Share my screen so you all can see what I'm looking at. There we go. All right. So, um, again, um, we're talking names like Brown and Brown, right? Church and Dwight. Boring. CHD, right? We're talking consumer staples. Those are the kind of things we're talking about. Uh, the list is available on this page right there. And, uh, yeah, there there is actually an ETF uh, that tracks this stuff. N-O-B-L. Uh, Noble. Get it? Because aristocrat? Noble? Okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. Very funny. Mm -hmm. All right. Dividend aristocrats, again, safe on the spectrum of stocks, right? No returns are ever guaranteed, but these are companies that are going to pay you, and they're going to increase their dividends, at least based on uh, their track record. So check that out. T-Row Price. Yeah, I I'm a T-Row Price customer. Because... The only reason I have money at T-Row Price is because when I was when I was uh, when I was born, I guess my dad made me an account there, and the only reason he made an account there is because uh, he lived in Maryland, and T-Row Price is based in Baltimore, and he quote wanted to be close to his money. There you go. Makes sense. Makes does, sense to me. Does it? <laughs> does it make sense? They have branches all over the country. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Um, it's twelve sixteen. It is time for our next guest. Let's bring on Andrew Channon. We have a lot to discuss with Andrew here. We have uh, first off the fact that Virgin Galactic reports earnings uh, tonight. They report earnings. They're on the calendar, um, and we have the fact that there's a lot going on now with Russia, obviously, and there are implications for the space trade with Russia. So let's bring on Andrew Channon from Procure AM, AM Funds, and let's give him the special intro. Andrew, how are we doing today? Thrilled to be here. All righty. We're talking space. You've got the UFO ETF. we got a lot going on here. Let's just start with Virgin Galactic, and then we can – move on to other things but as i mentioned the report earnings tonight um should we care about that no no knock to virgin galactic but like it's a long-term growth play is what they say tonight really gonna move the needle at all i'm not expecting too many surprises from the earnings today you know we've uh we, we've had you know, a lot of delays 
from what we've seen over the past earnings periods as far as when they're actually going to start sending paying customers up to space. And I think really people are looking for clarification on a couple areas. One, how much money do they have in the bank? Two, how much money have they been spending quarter over quarter? And three, when are they going to be sending people back to space? So there's been some you know, announcements as far as opening the, the ticket windows again, uh, new pricing coming in at about 450000 instead of $250,000 for paying customers. And they want to see 1,000 people on that wait list before they start sending people to space again. But um, you know, ultimately, you know, when are they going to be able to do that, I think, is what people are really interested in. I, I would I would think that, you know, contrary to what you normally uh, would think, but like lowering prices normally seen as a bad sign. I would think in this case, it's probably a better sign. I mean, not that they, they've raised their prices, but if they were to lower their prices, wouldn't that theoretically mean it just opens the door for more people to afford this? I don't know. Yeah, you know, they've been testing different prices. So we've seen this price target move a couple times since they've yeah. initially started taking tickets in. Um, they say that this is, you know, various research that they've conducted and this is how they've come up with the price. And, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if the price changes again. I think they're really looking to see how many people they can bring on board. Their main competitor right now, Blue Origin, hasn't made it really public what their ticket price is. Um, and they're very you know, semi-similar experiences as far as your time in space, weightlessness, zero gravity environments. So, yeah. you know, if there's not a ton of differentiation and you know when you'll be able to go to space, maybe, you know, the price is, is the big factor there. Okay. And, but Andrew, like I've got the chart up on the screen here. I mean, be honest here. Like how, how can anybody invest in this kind of a company this kind of a stock right now when i say this kind of a stock i mean a high growth name this is just not the market for that right now yeah you know this has been a tough play for investors since they've come to the public markets via the dspac several years ago and really you know when you look at this business its focus is space tourism and space yeah. tourism is an industry that really just launched and started to commercialize last year. So it's very new. Um, but if you look at what different analysts are saying as far as the size and trajectory of this industry in the future, most analysts are looking at by roughly 2030 that this will be a four, $3 billion industry or so uh, globally annually. So if you look at the broader space industry, that's less than you know, roughly a percent of the overall space economy, yet this happens to be the area that media likes to cover the most because celebrities are going to space and how cool is that? When you look at the real space industry, this is just a very, very small fraction of yeah. where it is today as well as where it's probably gonna be likely over the next couple of years. So um, isn't really the real story about space, but it seems to get the most coverage. Yeah, so I've got your, your ETF up here, UFO is the ticker. Um, and Virgin Galactic is not a very big piece of that pie uh, at all. So when when we talk about what I think I think it's uh, it's it's less than three percent of the fund as of today. Um, can, let's talk about the exposure here because you know people think space and they think oh Virgin Galactic uh, companies like SpaceX doing the space tourism thing and th those are all as I said growth names probably not names you want to be buying right now. What I want to know, Andrew, is like what other kinds of stocks are in this fund in terms of other factors? Do we, do we have any value here? Do we have any quality here? 
Yeah, so it's actually a much wider range of what people would think as far as what is an actual space company. And one of the main things that um, the index company that we that we license from looks at is revenues derived from space. So you're certainly you're looking at the market cap of the company, but you know, where where is it generating its revenues? And that's what's really important. So if you look at uh, UFO today, you'll see roughly 40 plus companies from around the world specializing in all different areas. So you have companies that work with uh, you know, directly to consumers like a Garmin um, or a, uh, a Dish Network. And you know, they, they have some exposure in the fund. Garmin also deals with a lot of other businesses as far as you know, maritime navigation and things like that. So a little bit more diversified than just strictly to consumers. But really, you know, one of the, the very large areas of the space economy today, roughly about uh, a third of the overall space economy globally, is communications. And that is what you're seeing a lot of exposure to in the current makeup of UFO. You have numerous companies from around the world that are uh, communications, information technology. You also do have industrial. So there is you know, up to 20% of the fund can be uh, invested in some of these more diversified aerospace and defense names, but there's still major players in space. And by major, we're talking over 500 million in annual revenues from yeah. space or over 20%, but less than 50% of their revenues from space. So that's I, I, kind of the makeup. I'm seeing just to, you know, name a few, I'd be specific here. I'm seeing names like AT&T and Comcast, and you mentioned industrial names, like defense names. I'm seeing Boeing and L3 and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman, right? Honeywell is in here. Uh, Airbus is in here. So, um, yeah, I, you know, as I said, I think people hear the term space and they think, oh, this is a growth trade hands off right now. But in this case, it, it's good to see that it's not just that because. But, and for the most part, those, those names that you just mentioned are typically less than, you know, for the most part, less than 3% each. Um, you know, the, the diversified names are a much lesser percentage of the overall fund. At least 80% of the fund at rebalance needs to be invested in these companies mm -hmm. deriving a, a majority of their revenues from space. So, um, you know, definitely your, your satellite companies and manufacturers does not just launch, although there is exposure to launch companies too. Uh, what kind of exposure to Russia is there? You know, one of the things that I, you know, I think of right off the bat is, oh, we're fighting with Russia again. What is this, like the space race? Uh, but, like, is there is there exposure here or downside risk here for escalating tensions with Russia? Yeah, you know, th this is something that can go many different ways. And I'm glad that you brought this up because space is something that already today is extremely critical when it comes to the military and defense, not just for the US, but for, for most countries around the world that are actually investing in their militaries and defense and offensive capabilities. Space is already critical. If you think about a company in the fund like Maxar, I think it's uh, about our fifth largest holding going into today. Um, they're a, a manufacturer and operator of satellites. Well, they're sat they have satellites um, you know, around orbit that are fixated right now on the borders between Ukraine and Russia. And so um, Earth observation, surveillance, secure communications, these are things that satellite companies are currently doing today. And when you look at a country like Russia that has been um, you know, linked to numerous cyber attacks around the world, you know, cyber attacks are also something that could affect satellite networks and communications and, and disrupting uh, you know, information mm -hmm. flow for, for a military. But if you look out into the future of how you know, militaries are being built, um, you know, drones, hypersonic uh, hypersonic missiles and uh, crafts, 
uh, smart munitions, things like this, including cybersecurity, are areas that militaries are already building up their capabilities and space is absolutely critical to those areas. So it's something that's already important today, but for a military to remain powerful in the future, it's not just, hey, I'm gonna buy this thing off the shelf. I mean, it takes significant research, but even more so significant investment dollars to build up space capabilities and going into a new geopolitical earthquake like we're seeing right now, space could be one of these domains where countries are significantly underinvested. And the only way to beef up their capabilities is by massive investment. So space is looking like something where people still truly don't understand its importance, its impact, its relevance for everyday life. But when you add a potential war on top of that, this is something where these are very, very valuable and critical assets for militaries and governments. I, I yeah I mean I guess I just really am curious to see because I mentioned a few of the defense defensive companies in there and uh, they're kind of your your leaders right now uh, so I, I'd, I'd be curious to see how the fund performs here and now going forward because you know it's it's not the fund's not going to be driven by any one any one stock uh, but if a certain group outperforms like if those defensive names continue to uh, you know, outperform then, then, then you could see it maybe catch UFO a little bit uh, and, and take it for a ride. So I, I, I'd be very curious to, to watch the performance of the fund here going forward. Uh, Andrew Channon is the co-founder and CEO of Procure AM. They've got the UFO space ETF, and I guess another way to potentially trade the geopolitical headlines. So um, and yeah, Daryl says unless the war is in space, which it's probably a whole separate issue, but uh, maybe not. So We'll talk Andrew, about that next a, time. <laughs> a pleasure as always. Have a good one, sir. Thanks so much, Spencer. All right. Um, yeah, and as you can see here, like UFO, like just as a fund, has held up pretty nicely compared to a lot, Dude, compared to a lot of the other I, stuff I out there. I checked out so, uh, Space Day for the first time in a while. I didn't realize it was below $10. No, it was below I, I, got, I got to be honest. And I've said, I've said this before, so I'm not. this is not a new take, but I – of all the SPACs and of all the stocks that had huge runs and then came back down to Earth, I really think Space, Virgin Galactic, is the is the worst stock of the bunch. I like, don't know. Like, I really, I can't see a scenario where Space... What about, have you seen what, uh, where Clover Health is at? No. But... But my 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 opinions on the stock have nothing to do with the stock, and everything to do with the in the business and the industry. Clover Health is in the health insurance game, right? Yeah, Virgin Galactic is in the space tourism game, which doesn't which does not exist right now. It is uh, a non-existent that's, industry. That's fair. They are trying to create their own industry. Good for them. Um, but I I I just can't see a scenario like let, let's let me pull up that space chart and we can we can all look together i i mean ooh, are, ooh, are, are people paying four hundred fifty thousand dollars? dollars let's just say that let's say they cut it let's say they cut it to 250 are y'all gonna pay a quarter million dollars to go to space for a few minutes sorry i just don't see it maybe i'm wrong wait so i got a uh daniel daniel atkinson in the, in the chat he's the one that when i was talking about Lowe's said that um and I said this too, but basically from Home Depot and Lowe's, yeah. sell a lot of their stuff from do-it-yourself, you know, home improvement, less on the new home. So, Daniel, my question to you is, is what, what are some companies that we can look at for this trade of 
um, new homes being built. If if Lowe's isn't the best way to trade that, um, Nail is a, is an ETF. Well, someone someone asked that about Ferguson, and you and I didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, and it's a plumbing play. Uh, F- well, it's, I think it's HVAC. Oh, really? Yeah. Pipe. Okay. So, well, same idea, right? Well, yeah. I mean, not, no, not exactly. Either HVAC or, or well, plumbing. Yeah, but it's you know. Yeah. You you, you need both of those things, to, <laughs> right? So I know it's not the same thing. I never heard of this company before. I'll be honest with you guys. I've never heard of Ferguson, um, PLC. Very light volume trades, twelve thousand shares a day. Not very liquid. So my mom asked me so. Uh, you know, like the Tyvek house wrap, huh? The like when a new house is being built, like house wrap around the house. Say it again. What's it called? Well, the brand. There's so I always saw this Tyvek wrap, but I guess there's this other other wrap that's been. Oh 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 yeah! Like the I got you. Yeah, that's wrapped around the house while they're being while it's being built. But there's a other, there's another rap that I guess is like either more popular now or whatever. my mom asked me about it because she's like oh I've been seeing it everywhere I guess in our in our neighborhood in St Louis new houses are being built and I guess all the new houses being built are using this other rap and I forget what it's called right now but um, the other the other one that's not Tyvek is is not publicly traded I looked it up someone just I think Dupont owns Dupont owns Tyvek yeah all right well there we go. But that's not the one I was. It's the second time today I've talked about Dupont. I haven't talked about Dupont in a year, probably. Have you seen that, um, the Foxtrot movie? Yes, I have. Uh, Foxcatcher. Well, there's Foxtrot. so there's two. There's uh, the, I, I, there, what, there's what, a there's a documentary, and then there's the one with uh, Steve Carell. I saw one with Steve Carell. Okay, it was not a joyful movie at all. Made yeah. me made me very uh, depressed when it ended. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not a. Great story. Okay. Uh, what else was I going to say here? Oh, T-Rex. Thank you, guys. They make decks. That one That one I have heard of. Um, oh, chat's all over this. Owens Corning, Weyerhaeuser. Oh, speaking of shingles, do you see Tesla officially shut down their solar shingles thing? Solar City is no more? <laughs> I don't, I don't dude, know. Dude, I, dude, what a freaking... I'm sorry. What... What a con job that was. The Solar City, that what a freaking mess. If you if you follow that story, oh my gosh. I mean, what they're able to get away with, what Elon was able to get away with with the Solar City thing. Promised a huge factory, Rochester. Was it Rochester? Never happened. Bailed him out with 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 Tesla Capital, basically. What a what a joke. Gosh. Anyway, holy cow. All right. It's 1232. I uh, am waiting for our next guest here, Jamie Smith, to, to join us. And, and so before she dies, uh, did, did you see DWAC this morning, Aaron? I did. And I do have to uh, admit I was wrong. I said publicly on this show. Did? I did not think that the app. Well, I. OK, so from what I saw on Twitter, people were able to make accounts, but you just got added to a wait list. Or was like the app actually functioning as a social media app? Uh, I as far as I can tell, I because I have I have the app, but I don't have an account, so I don't. Because all I, I saw know. from from on my like Twitter and stuff, people that made accounts, they were given a number to be on a wait list. 
Oh. No, no, that wasn't for everyone. That wasn't for everyone? But it's hard to say exactly because I, again, I think everyone's experience was a little bit different. If you're on this thing, let us know what your experience yeah, is Yeah, like. I'm expecting the chat's going to let me know in the next 10 seconds. Because everyone's experience was a little bit weird. I know I know, it, it rocketed up the, the, app, the app store chart um, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, some of the screenshots I saw, people were in, like, the hundreds of thousands of, of their number on the watch list. Yeah, I saw that as well. I, I got an alert from the app store because, remember, I joined the wait list like months ago. Yeah, so Ashton's saying he's still on a wait list. Um, so, okay, I was going to say I was wrong. I didn't think the app would go live. But if, if all they did was put the app live and you can sign up for a wait list, then I still – Yeah. I still am holding. I, I I'll still claim that as factual that they did not launch their service by. <laughs> and, and then it. this is embarrassing because we definitely talked about this on Friday, or Thursday. Mm-hmm. But then I forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. And then this morning, so Dennis was like, "Oh, were they supposed to launch today?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even remember that we talked yeah, about it." Yeah, remember President's Day. Yeah, I know. I know. And after so and said, I was like, "Oh, duh, I knew that." Uh, anyway, how high did DWAG get today? Let's pull up a chart. DWAC got to a hundred and th- was it one thirty eight in the pre market? Let's get off this chart. Let's go to the fifteen minute. Oh yeah, that's what I like. How high is that? One thirty eight. It got to one thirty eight at like five in the morning. Oh man! Holy cow! I don't know what to say to that. <sighs> This is a good time to plug the fact that you guys know Funware, P-H-U-N. Funware will be on Benzinga All Access. Woo! Is it this Friday or next Friday? Let's check the calendar right now. It's going to be this Friday. This Friday at 10.25 a.m. I'll be talking to Randall Stevenson, the COO of Funware, so... I'll plug that in more in the days ahead. But there we go. Funny we're also going to move today. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this DUAC here. What a – I mean, credit to credit to the stock. Like, it it's it held up really well. Like, like, look at this daily. It's held up really, really well. Yeah, honestly, back here in November, in November if you had asked me, I, I would have said we're going to 10. Or twelve, but let's and let's not forget the fact that the deal hasn't gone through yet, Aaron. The, the the SPAC deal has not gone through. There is always the risk of that, as we discussed a few weeks ago on the show. But they're trending in the right direction. I mean, the app is is uh, it, on the App Store. It's live. Um, it's climbing up the rankings. So I guess that that was enough for investors to go out there and rush to buy it today. Um, I, I would please love to see the short don't. interest on this. Please don't chase, just please don't chase. Please don't chase a stock like this up fifty dollars in the pre market. Don't chase any stock up fifty bucks in the pre market unless it's a, you know, a four thousand dollar stock. I'm sorry. What was your question now? You want to see what what the options are? Um, no, I, I was wondering what the short interest was. Oh, that's what you said. I don't know if we have that. I didn't even know I had ever. I was just looking at DWAC on my. Uh, 15% short float. All right. Not low, not exorbitant. 
Oh, also, Spencer, today is the first day I'm not in a day trade jail anymore. Or day trade oh jail anymore. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's exciting. I know. How, how are we going to celebrate? I could buy. Uh, so, so that's the thing is like now that I don't have to hold a contract overnight, I can look at like a more expensive like Tesla contract or something and then yeah. sell it. Yeah. All right. We have options. I like it. Uh, what else was on my list here? I want to hit on DWAG. I want to hit on Macy's and Home Depot. All right, so I feel like I get half credit here for, or maybe like a quarter credit because I, I was all talk, no action. I said last week that I would love to buy some retailers. I guess I still have time, right? Because retail running season just started here. It's never too late. It's never too late. Macy's had a great quarter, great earnings report, stock ripped higher in the pre-market, and look at what happened since they opened. So... Um, this is an example of how you can be right and still be wrong. If you bought Macy's this morning and you didn't sell it in the first half hour of the day, you're wrong, right? You're wrong. The numbers were good. Doesn't matter. This is not the kind, this is just not a good day. Actually, let's zoom out. This is not a good week or month for a year, frankly, to be reporting earnings right now. It just isn't. The fact that Macy's gave back all of its gains and more. I mean, it's down today. The stock is down 3%. Not what you want to see. Home Depot, let's take a look. Same story. Earnings report, pretty good. Doesn't matter. Stock's down 9% today. And it's not as if Home Depot ran up into the report and you can say, oh, well, it was already priced in. Nothing was priced in here. Look at the chart going, going back the last few months. Uh, <laughs> Home Depot didn't do anything wrong. They just picked the ba a bad day, frankly, okay? Um, but like Macy's raised their dividend, announced a buyback. Home Depot, I think, also um, raised their dividend. Uh, earnings beat. I think the guidance was a little bit light, right? Um for for one of them, for Home Depot, you're saying? I I, I uh, maybe it was Macy's. Well, they, they, they said the, that they were seeing a uh, decrease in demand for the do-it-yourself projects. Man, it's brutal DIY. It's br I know that's what I'm saying, Thrifty. Brutal, brutal. You really can't chase anything. You can't chase anything, because this kind of thing can happen in this market. This is just not this is not a market to chase. Although, let, let's talk about like what you do with Home Depot here. So Home Depot, we are now at our lowest point since June of last year. Speaking we're, of that, someone was uh, eight month low in, in Home Depot. Do we have any support? Do we have any levels where we could say, eh, if you want to buy it, like where would you stop yourself out? How about there? How about at two ninety eight? That's a, you know, seventeen bucks is a long ways away. Um, I don't know, Aaron. I really don't. I was saying, speaking of being at a level we haven't seen in a while, someone in the chat was asking about Zoom, um, yeah, which Zoom is actually holding up today. I know. I've been watching this one. And at some point, right? Because undoubtedly, 
Zoom got way overextended when it got all the way up to 500 or whatever its highs were. But Zoom is now a, a commonplace in the business world. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see that changing in it. And so there's value here. It's, it, the question is just where, wh- where does this ugly chart kind of bottom out at? Is it here at 128? Do we keep going down? Is it at 100? Is it at 50? I think if you buy Zoom, it's not just Zoom. If you buy any stock like Zoom, if you buy any stock that had a crazy rally in the year 2020 and is now giving back those gains, if you buy any of those, you need to be prepared to lose money for the next few weeks or, or potentially months. You could buy something whenever you want to buy it. You can buy Zoom right now if you want. I think if you do it, though, you got to be prepared to lose money. Because, I mean, I've got a weekly chart up here. How many up weeks have we had in the course of this long-term downtrend? A lot. There's been a lot of up weeks. You had a span from May to uh, July of last year, uh, Aaron. One, two, three, four, five, six... Seven out of eight weeks in a row were an up week. And then the downtrend just resumed. You had two up weeks in a row in October, two up weeks in a row in December. You know, the stock has these many uptrends, but they don't hold. Trying to call a bottom in Zoom or anything like it, I think, is a gigantic mistake if you want to not lose money in the short term. If you're, if you're, if you're okay with that, then by all means, have at it. But yes, that counts for Roblox. That counts for any stock that had a big run in 2020 or 2021 and has since given back all those gains. I'm talking about Moderna, Roblox, Shopify, Unity, Zoom, Roku, any of them, Teladoc. How many stocks ripped higher in 2020? All of them. Every text, every spec. Ro- this chart. Roblox is an all-time low right now. This is insane. All-time low. Why would you want to buy a stock at an all-time low? Do you think you're going to be the hero? I and 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 catch the bottom. I will say the one thing is with these stocks like Roblox, when they do turn around, uh, the gains will come quick, right? The the gross stocks that get hit the hardest on the way down will also come back the quickest. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, when, when the tides turn and the markets get hot, growth definitely tends to, to go up faster than other All right, stocks. so I, I just got word that uh, our, our, our 12.30 guest, uh, Jamie Schmidt, cannot join us today, so we're going to have to reschedule Jamie, but not to worry because we have other guests today. We got Christian. We got Tim. We are, and we, we got a lot still to discuss. So let me just get back to her people right now. Um, tell her that we, we are not live at 1230 Pacific time. You know what is live at 1230 Pacific time is the Cannabis Insider Show. Well, it's wrapping up at 1230. Or no, it's not. That's at the close. Three hour difference at the close. 1230 Pacific time. Right here. Okay. Anyway, uh, Nick, I've been there buying companies that I asked myself the same question. <laughs> if I know that it was a crappy company, why did I buy the stock? Yeah. Uh, I, Fubo comes to mind for me. Yeah. For oh, Kraft Heinz comes to mind for me. I bought Kraft Heinz 
again, because I tried to call the bottom. I've gone over this a gajillion times, right? Pull up a weekly. Yeah, Young Money. Shout out Young Money 22. I saw that too. Apparently, Joe Biden speaking at 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, maybe, Mitch, yeah. Maybe at 1 p.m., Spencer, we pull that up and give our, our live reactions to that. Can you, can you get us a link? Can you get us a, uh, a feed of that? The Kraft the, the Heinz chart, you can see exactly where I bought it. Because I saw, I saw this rounding bottom, right? Summer 2018. And I thought, oh, yeah. We, we've gone from, uh, from 97 to, uh, to like, uh, I think at the time it was in the low 60s. Because my cost basis was like 61 or 62. And um, I think it was right around here. Yeah, it was right, right around there. And I thought, yeah, we're going to come back. I'm going to do it. Nope, didn't do it. Did not do it. Sold for a massive loss. So, um, I mean, I think we're good to restream this, right, Spencer? Because it's a government thing. Yeah, we we can we can restream it. Um, but we, I think it'd be fun to like watch it on here as a all together, and we can give our comments. Uh yeah, it's at one o'clock. We're supposed to have Christian on with us then, but um. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can uh figure it out. I mean, what's he? Okay, just. Usually, it seems like when Joe Biden speaks, the market goes down. Is that is that like a fair assessment? I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, I feel like it's it's been that way over the past few weeks. Maybe I don't know if I don't know throughout the whole. How long has he? I guess he's been in office like a year now. Yeah, inaugurated. Oh, you know what I just realized last week? Hmm. We didn't we didn't have a state of the union last year. Um, and the, the state of the union is in like it's in like a week, yeah. two weeks. Yeah, we haven't had one for a minute. Really? I think it's a COVID. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, okay. Speaking of uh, politics and Russia and all that stuff, I wanted to bring to your attention uh, a few Russian ETFs. You may be interested in trading if this is a thing you want to do. Check these out, guys. Uh, R, oops, RSX, ERUS, and RUSL, which is a leverage fund from Direction. Uh, three funds with direct exposure to Russia. So buy them, short them, do whatever you want. Go look at the holdings if you want to see what's in them. Uh, but this is from ETFDB.com. But RSX, ERUS, RUSL, three Russia-specific Russia Stock funds. Yes, RSX is... I can pull up that RSX chart. It has gotten roasted. This is already so. I mean, come on. Screw these guys, I feel like. That's not, it's not a controversial thing to say. Were, were we ever friends with Russia? I can't... I don't even remember us ever being, like, friendly with them. There was a time uh, right after the... Right after the Cold War. Where we were like actively trying oh. to build relations. Whatever. All right. But nothing ever really came of it. Look at this RSX. From 33, oh, from 33 to 20 in four months. Oh, oh yeah, World War II as well. Um, Russia. All right. Russia well, actually wasn't does not give like any credit. Like the storyline that I feel like we're taught is like the US came in and like saved the day and defeated the Nazis. No, the Russian. Well, yeah, I, it's like I, we I, all. I, I was taught that we met in the middle. Yeah, we we met in Germany. Right, right. But Russia, Russia's army actually lost the most amount 
the most soldiers fighting the Nazis than anyone. Oh. All right. There you go. Um, yeah. Again, Aaron and I obviously are not geopolitical experts, nor do we know anything about, about anything. Um, we just like to talk about stocks. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, what I was saying this morning, Aaron, is I was like, I was all, I was all ready to like talk about how it was like such a quiet weekend for news, and then like Putin like invaded Ukraine yesterday, and I was like, oh crap, we're gonna have to talk about this all day again, aren't we? Whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's just like to me, it's like, what? How much of it really matter? Like, I don't know. I think back to when Russia like annexed Crimea back in 2014. Yeah. Like, I don't. Nothing ever. It yeah. didn't really affect me in any way. I, I think about that too. I think about that not just with Russia, but with like a lot of like geopolitical stuff. Is I, I sort of take this approach. Where like, how does it affect my life? Well, and also, also just in terms of like the markets right now, and everyone is worried, and and there is certainly a chance of the possibility, right, that this then leads to right all all major. Um, geopolitical conflicts and stuff kind of snowball, right? You know, World War One started with an assassination of an archduke. Gavrilo Principe. But he was the shooter. Right? There you go. There you go. Archduke Ferdinand. But you have so, so great band. Th- there's a chance of something like that happening. Obviously, very yeah. small, very small chance. But in terms of the markets, there, there's always you know invasions and conflicts. There's always and, a reason to be afraid. Right. Ways, yeah. yeah. And, and so if if this happens, right, we we get Russia Ukraine, but nothing really develops more from there. Are we going to look back on this in six months and be and think like, oh, it was like the biggest deal in the world? No, I don't think so. So to to not want to, you know, invest in the markets or buy stocks because of something like this going on, which I do like, we do need to wait and see. But to me, it just there's always going to be political conflicts out there. There's always mm-hmm. going to be invasions. There's always mm-hmm. going to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, things going on. So that's it. Um, I, I saw a point from someone. That maybe it's just like because we've been so used to going to the news cycle for for COVID and whatnot, not that this is like the first post-COVID big story that everyone's kind of latching to. That maybe if if we weren't in this environment, it wouldn't be not, as big of a story. Not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, all right, whatever. Let's move on. You want to do a crypto update? Uh, yeah, let's do a crypto update. Oh wait, right. Daniel's Daniel's dropping us another uh, home building play. Daniel, I mean, hey man, you got an open invite. If you ever want to come on the show, talk about some different home builders. Wait, is that true? Is that true, Dan? I didn't even know that. Dan says there's no state of the union in the first year of a new presidency. I had no idea. Oh, actually, I, I was looking on. Um, wow, I I generally do not know that. I'm sorry. I, Ronald Reagan started that trend. I believe. Huh. Today I learned. All right, crypto update. Let's do it. Why did you do this to me? Red, red, red. Why? Why can't we have nice things? How hard is it to have nice things? Anyway, is there anything that jumps out? Well, Luna obviously is is, is down less today than the other stuff. So that's you know ex- what jumps out to me. That's exciting. Near down seven and a half percent. Not a great day for our friend Near, and it's getting dangerously close to being. Delegated out of relegated, 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 <laughs> relegated, delegated, relegated, tomato, tomato, out of uh, the map. So we'll have to keep our eyes on near uh, Bitcoin. 
we're at some important levels right here with ETH kind of at 20, getting down to that $2,500 level, Bitcoin uh, approaching that $37,000 level. So, I mean, I don't know, Spencer, we, we were seeing these cryptos move like over the weekend with these headlines and it's like the same thing. Like Bitcoin to me, I, I guess we'll see. I guess the fear is that this, the Russia-Ukraine thing escalates into something bigger, but I just don't. What, what in like, uh, let's just say hy hypothetically, this thing, this conflict really escalates, right? To like a big, like global conflict, like 10 times what it is now. Let's say we go to actual war. Okay. Shouldn't that kind of thing be good for Bitcoin? Like in right. theory. That's, in, what, that's what I think too. Is like theory? everyone should want to go rush and buy this in times of uncertainty, but instead know. it's the opposite. Like we, we saw the headline of uh, Putin and, you know, whatever. You can like clearly see in Bitcoin's chart where you, some of these headlines uh, impact it. And, and I have the same thought, Spencer, that like this takes away from the argument that um, – it seems to me that in times of fear, people are going to cash instead of people in fear going to these cryptos. So we'll have to keep our eye on this as as the um, you know story and everything going on develops. Yeah, and, and if you want some free Bitcoin, which come on, there's no better Bitcoin than than free Bitcoin. It's the best kind of Bitcoin. Check out the Voyager app. Download it. Use the offer code Zing Z I N G. Fund your account with a hundred bucks. Make a trade, and they will send you fifty bucks in Bitcoin for free that's 50 us dollars worth of bitcoin check it out all right uh it's 12 55 we're gonna have christian from join us in five minutes have uh him run through some charts before christian joins wanted to do a quick preview of what to expect on the earnings front uh for the rest of this week so where is my calendar here it is gonna bring it up on the screen so y'all can see it uh, looking ahead to uh, tonight, not not much. We have Toll Brothers, as we talked about. We have uh, uh, um, Virgin Galactic, as we talked about. Caesars is interesting. Uh, Palo Alto Networks is interesting because cyber is hot right now. Cyber trade is really hot. Um, Teladoc trade is really not hot, but they also <laughs> report tonight. Tomorrow morning, Barclays, Overstock, Lowe's. Oh, Jumia. Wow. Talk about a growth name here. Let's let's bring up that Jumia chart for a this second. This is the uh, African. It's the Amazon of Africa. Oh wow! Last time I checked it, yeah, it's still single digits. Holy wow! Cow. Hey man, what about ozone? Speaking of, what about what? O z o n, the uh, Amazon of Russia. Oh, I forgot that company existed. Wait, O z o n? Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot that company existed. Wow. Oh, gosh. Oh. It's brutal out there. No mercy for anyone. Yeah, okay. We can. While we're here, we're looking Melly. Mercado Libre. Hey. At least that's holding up. Gosh. Damn, though. That is That is insane. The, the the Jumia and the and the ozone. Oh, I know. Wait, what's happened? <laughs> like, what? How did Jumia go from? Dude, I like fifty bucks a share. I remember we. I had Andrew left on the show. He was super bullish Jumia, at like sixty bucks, fifty bucks, and it's seven now. And dude, investing is hard. Did you guys know that? It investing really is. is really freaking hard. Not if you just buy Apple. 
Uh, no, even if you buy Apple, it's hard. Because every time, like, I think there was that span where it's not now, but like a, a couple of years ago, I want to say it's 2018, 2019, maybe 2017, there was like this whole hullabaloo around Apple and the fact that, like, it was like, oh, what do they have besides the iPhone? They don't have anything besides the iPhone. They're a one trick pony. They haven't had a good invention in 20 years. Um, well, their services is growing a lot. To kind of prove that wrong. But there was definitely, a, you can't really see it on this chart, but there was definitely a time. Here, if I can just zoom in here. There you go. Like, I see what you're talking about. Right yeah. there at the end of 2018. Well, well, no, th- there was that. But I'm, I'm also just refer- like, see all these like dips that Apple had in like 2018. Uh, look at 2016. Like, there are times when Apple was like seriously out of favor. And um, this is obviously. Um, uh, this is this is pre it's pretty split because they just did a split in the last year or two years ago. So anyway, Apple hasn't always been easy. Um, how is the IPO ETF? Probably doing terrible. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. If you own growth, I'm sorry. I mean, IPO is great. I, I've got you know ARKW. I've got. Oh, so I've got I've got ARKW, I've got uh, SoFi, which you guys know, I've got Airbnb, uh, I got some cannabis stocks. I don't even, I don't even look at those. I put those in, stuck those in a drawer and just forget about it. Um, and I've got uh, ESPO. I think I've got yeah, yeah, that's my growth. Oh, ESPO is actually held up. Nice. I really try not to look at this stuff, but yeah. I don't know what to say about this. Not a great day for anything, really. Not a great day for my portfolio. Not a great day for anyone. Look, this is the market today. Every sector in the red. Thank you very much, Vladimir Putin. Interesting that the XLY is your your leader downward. Discretionary. Huh. I wonder, can you pull up the back up the list of uh, companies that report this week? Uh, yes, I can. Our little graphic. Yes, I can. And then we'll get Christian on here in a sec. Where's my graphic? What do you got? I uh, Okay, so actually I, I do want to issue a mea culpa because I know this graphic is missing a few. It's missing Foot Locker on Friday. It's missing Dell on Thursday. Um, but what about over, Does Overstock still trade with Bitcoin? <sighs> Not really, I think. Not really. Does it? Not really. Oh, Alibaba is Thursday. That's going to be fun. That Alibaba stock is getting hammered. That should be fun. eBay should be fun. Beyond Meat, I've kind of I've moved on from that. I don't really. It doesn't interest me. Does that does Beyond Meat interest you? It doesn't interest me. No, I think that sector is interesting. I do think, like as much as people hate it, it is going to continue to grow. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, charts ugly. All right, last stock that's on my list before we bring Christian on the crazy stock of the day is one of your most searched stocks on Benzinga.com or Benzinga Pro is Indonesia Energy Corporation. I N D O. What does this company do? Who 
cares? Well, not that. What was the company Sharon brought up last week? <laughs> was it INST? I think so. No, that's when we had on the show on Friday. Oh, Truck sorry. INDO is your crazy stock of the day, up from um, four bucks on Friday to eight dollars today. Why? Don't know. Don't care. But you want action? Here's your action. You want to find a stock that's up? There you go. INDO. Dude, Jay Rice. I was I was gonna bring that up earlier today when we were talking about. Um, Space, Space Chamath. and Clover. Yeah. Chamath has pretty much disappeared. Well, he made an appearance, and then when he said the thing about the Uyghurs in China, and then he, he, he hasn't really shown his face since Dude, then. Dude, let that be a lesson in following influencers. Oh, Sp- following billionaires. ISPO was the Thank you, ISPO. Bill- billionaires do not have the same agenda as the rest of us. He got paid. He got paid. Taking those companies public. Good for him. Not good for anyone that followed him, unfortunately. If he didn't sell a year and a half ago. Whatever. That's Brown Christian following hurts from Tribeca Trade Group. He's not a billionaire yet. Christian, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, guys? How are we doing? <laughs> we like you because you're not a billionaire yet. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> well, well, one day soon. Keep keep these keep keep this trading up. Keep this training up, and then one day soon. Right, exactly. Keep grinding yeah. away, right? Keep grinding. Keep grinding. Anyway, did you, did you enjoy the off day yesterday? Yeah, it was. It's nice. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> I was talking about this this morning that it would have been a very interesting day to kind of trade through yesterday with all the headlines, and you know, <laughs> I think yesterday no. would have been uh, the price action that we would have seen would have been more volatile. Uh, but I think, um, I, you know, I was kind of glad to just be kind of just listening and, of course, um, you know, and then watching the futures reaction and so forth. Okay. I think it's better, you know, that it turned out that, that uh, <laughs> the markets were, were closed for well, that. Well, well, let's talk about that because every morning, I, I, you know, I get to my desk and I, I look at the futures and, I, and I'm one way or the other, I, I'm baffled because either we're up and I don't understand it. <laughs> Or, or, well, or nothing or nothing has happened and we're down and I still don't understand it yeah I mean <laughs> you know I think these little types of bounces I think it's just it's important to kind of go through and look at your support and resistance on on the charts and say okay you know if we're rallying a little bit here uh, overnight which is which is what we were doing on Sunday which was a bit skeptical because it was just a planned meeting yeah. that they were going to have. But you kind of just say, hey, well, where could we possibly be going in terms of, you know, rallying? Uh, it seems like right now the, the markets are in a down. They're, they're trending down, right? So it becomes a little bit of, uh, you know, different than what we were dealing with the last couple of years where you were looking for like, okay, if we're selling off, where are we coming down to in terms of support? Now it's like, hey, where are we rallying up to in terms of resistance, where you want to either be taking uh, profits or if you're playing both sides of the market, you know, uh, be reasserting a, a short. And I think that was a pretty good thing. Can I share my screen? Can we? Can you you can. Also, I would love just your take on on this morning specifically because we were talking about it on, on pre-market prep and the futures were, were down, but yeah. nowhere, nowhere near as down as a lot of stocks. And so <laughs> it has... It has evened out a little bit, at least last I checked. But what do you make of that? Because it was just a weird – it was like there was multiple fronts that were confusing. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, that's the right way to kind of think about it. And some, sometimes, you know, it's okay to be confused by the markets too. When you're yeah. confused, and it doesn't make sense to you, then then you don't do <laughs> you don't do anything, <laughs> you know. And and when it does, um, or you can basically say, hey, this doesn't make sense to me. Why futures are up? Uh, you know, obviously, you guys were talking about this this morning and saying, okay, well, you could you could do some trades. You know, you could short. You know the index versus going long a couple names you know that are underperforming and you know i thought i saw the defensives that were that were underperforming you know like um altria which is something a trade that i put on last week i was like oh geez i might actually have to take that trade off this morning because it was it was down a bunch but um what i'm noticing in this market too is that you know we're so uh, used to the buy the dip mentality from the last couple of years, but it seems like the buy the dip mentality is still alive in some stocks. Like, so for example, but it's the cheaper stocks. It's the, it's the boring stocks, right? It's, it's yeah. the ABV, which is still up a half a percent, even though the market's going down right now. But this to me, like, you know, this was down on the day. And, you know, even though if you, if you look at this chart, it, it's kind of a high flyer for, uh, for a value name, but they're holding up pretty, pretty darn, you know, pretty well. So the buy the dip is still working, but in, a, in very small areas of the market. And then everything else is, is the sell the rip and especially in growth stocks. And that's been the pattern. And I think for now, right, it's, uh, you know, as a, you know, if, if you, if you are trading the technicals or if you consider yourself a technical trader or, or even a trend trader, you're, your job is not to anticipate, you know, try not to anticipate when the trend is going to change. Um, your job is to kind of just monitor things and continue to trade these patterns until they um, until they stop acting like patterns. And like, you know, today this uh, this was just the same pattern that we've been seeing. And I've been telling people, you know, I've been saying like, hey, you could scalp to the long side a little bit, but but you got about 15, 20, <laughs> anywhere from about 15 minutes to about you know 45 minutes and um and then because we see this every almost do we not see this like almost every day where we see this little bit of a pop in the first 15 minutes and then it's gone every day yeah. every day so no, not nothing holds the the, the 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 dips don't hold the rips don't hold yeah so so you could complain about this you know and it and it I do that too. That's fine. Um, or you can just kind of think, Hey, this is what the market is right now. You got about 15, 20 minutes. It, usually on the open, you could even buy some things pre-market and then just sell out of them, you know, around 10 o'clock or, you know, if you really want to play that game with the last piece of the trade, you know, around like 10, 20, 10, 30, um, that's it. You know, and like AMD is a good example, you know, name, name, and this has been happening with names that get upgrades. Like there was a out of consensus, or sorry, not out of consensus, but I think it was Bernstein that came out with an upgrade on AMD. You know, this that, thing ran. That, that that was that was the big rating in the morning. I think I think because they were yeah, they were a long they were a long time bear. Right. So the so the way to think about that is differently than what you've probably thought a couple a couple you know a couple months to a couple years ago was before. It's like, hey, you got a nice analyst upgrade. This may be a name that I want to position in. This is a name to scalp for the first forty minutes of the day. I laugh because it is what it is, right? And I think it's important to realize like where your resistance is. And this was something that we were talking about 
um, you know, in, in my trading room saying, hey, scalp opportunity, but you got to be really quick. And resistance was at 118. Right. And we're seeing this like all over the place in growth names, by the way, not just names that got upgrade for the day, but it will rally right up until like a resistance area and it just can't turn the corner. Um, so that's a place like, you know, the way that you got to think about this too is like, okay, if you position around like 115, 115 and a half, somewhere around there, even 116, you got a couple bucks and you just take the couple bucks and put it in your pocket and realize there's nothing more to the long side that's going on in this market right now. So wh where are you seeing these, these moves stop top out at? Are, are they at particular levels consistently or is it? Is it inconsistent like that? On my chart, so, uh, you know, I use volume at price and I use an indicator called the market webs, which I'm looking at a short term chart for this is Live Nation. This is a stock that I like. And, um, you know, without getting a little bit too, too off topic, but this is like a name that I, once things settle down, I really want to be positioning in. It's just a matter of patience and it's a matter of, you know, monitoring and watching names put you know putting together a watch list and just really realizing right now you know this current second you know this <laughs> that this well, this the the market doesn't like these stocks right now I, I, well i'm glad you mentioned but, live it, nation yeah because the reopening trade mm -hmm. what was hot i say was because that was last week i don't know if it still is anymore <laughs> but yeah uh, but but still you, you gotta that's a great point um you know and i'm watching things like marriott Right, Marriott had a had a nice breakout last week. It's just no follow through, but it's still in an uptrend, and I'm just gonna kind of wait on it. I got I have no position. I thought about it last. I actually I put on a quick trade last week, and I got stopped out of it. And I'm like, all right, well, up too early in this trade. So I'm compiling watch lists, you know, and and saying, hey, you know, something's going on here. People definitely want to get away. I know this because the airline tickets are astronomical if you've looked at it for an airline ticket recently. But that shows right now, I guess, well, jet fuel's up too. So you got to keep that in mind. But people want to travel. So it's just not, you know, the trade's not ready yet. So that's where the monitoring comes in. And you asked me what time frame. I really like to look for, you know, on my charts, I like to look at the one hour chart because I could see when the trend is starting to reverse or, you know, starting to change. Right. And if you notice last week, you know, and live nation is a little bit, I believe more expensive than, than, you know, a hotel name. Mm. Um, but it, it ran right into that resistance where it needs to turn the corner and it's, it's just not ready yet. It's stalling. It's stalled at 120, which is what's called the top of the value area. Um, so it could not break through and it tried that three times last week. And then, this morning it tried it again um, and it went right into 119.27 and you can see you know you got one of these candles which we're seeing an awful lot of that you know right where a name is supposed to turn or you know um, right when a name starts to bounce a little bit <clears throat> by the time the candle closes and you know, obviously this is a one hour chart so you got to wait a whole hour but you can see they're just getting rejected so what I you know what I do just to kind of follow the exercise out is I have an alert at one one nineteen twenty six, and when that goes off, you know, I if I decide to to take a shot at it, it's going to be a starter position. 
Um, and if it doesn't work, you know, if, or if I decide not to take the trade and it starts to move back down, then I, then I got to, then I put the alert back at 119.27. And that's a lot of what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is saying, okay, I'm interested in this name. Here's where potentially I would look for this to kind of um, break out of a short term move and um, start to kind of go after it. And if it doesn't work, then I just put the alert right back and say, okay, you know, and it's a great way to kind of say, hey, I'm watching this name. It's not up on my screen, um, but I've gotten an alert there for when it, it starts to kind of move. And then, you know, you could kind of go on and do some other things. But alerts are really are really helpful because a lot of times, too, they take the emotion out of the um, out of the equation to say, like, OK, well, it's not there yet. I'll just continue to, to, to wait. I don't have to watch it on my screen. But um, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the drill right now. And the, and patience is, is the word to, to be using right now. What other stocks are, are on your radar here besides live nation? Yeah, well, and I, and I think that, um, this market right now, you can be active on the short side while, you know, and, and if that's not for you, then that that's fine. But if you're okay playing both sides of the market, you know, I think, um, so there's one relationship that I'm watching right now in terms of long short, and I right now, and this is this is a group that I played uh, about a month ago, which was the vaccine names, right? Which are in a downtrend now, right? Here's the chart, which is kind of a messy looking chart, uh, <clears throat> but we know that this is below the 200-day moving average, and by definition, names that are under the 200-day moving average, I try to look for shorts, um, and I stay away from on the long side, and right now this kind of pattern that's going on in uh, Novavax is starting to kind of break and I think that it may start to kind of trigger the next leg down in the stock and if you go through some of the other vaccine names they kind of look similar they've got a they've got a similar look to them uh, we'll wait for this but here's um, BioNTech which again like it looks like the same exact thing right leg down it's consolidating and sometimes we get that consolidation for a couple weeks and if it helps you you could do this if you're so you know if you're always used to looking for you know looking at uptrends right so here's your break out of the break above the 200 day moving average of course i'm looking at this theme inverted right and here's your digestion and it looks like we're it's a continuation in the trend um it's got to take this out but you know so that's if you're not used to looking at uh, you know, names to go after on the short side, put the negative sign in front of the symbol and um, it kind of helps you a little bit, right? And that's the same thing going on in, in Moderna too. Uh, but I like the first two a little bit better and this name reports earnings this week. So I like those too. Um, so that's on the short side. Uh, and I think on the long side, you know, no again, it's the, long, the long side and anything that's a little bit growthy is tough. But I'm watching yeah. what medical devices are doing today. They're right. they're up, you know, and it and that kind of makes sense to me if, uh, you know, which we've been seeing now for a while. So I'm not saying anything that we don't already know. But the COVID cases have been going down. There's less COVID cases in the hospital. So more, so possibly they could start doing more of those like elective surgeries, and the medical devices, which is also in a downtrend, which is tough for me. Um, but I'm watching it and I, and what I'll start to do is like, I'll go through the group to see which names are acting better and which names are in uptrends in the medical device group. Uh, well, Medtronic didn't Medtronic report or they report. 
Yeah, and, and that's um, a little. I, I think that's um, uh, they're, fueling because they're, they're they're up. Um, they're up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I would love your thoughts on Roku, Christian. Roku's up. It's up eight percent today. It's holding up. It's holding <laughs> yeah. up more or less. But I would love to know, like. You know what I want. You know I, I yeah. I'm coming at this thing. <laughs> I'm trying to fade this move. So how how would you go about fading this Roku move here? I so what I so yeah so this chart is telling me a couple things, right? So we have one of these virgin point of controls taken out on earnings, and it's bouncing up a little bit. So either I'm thinking that this resumes its trend to the downside too. It may continue to kind of fill. It might fill this gap. Uh, and that would be a great place to short, which is 147. Uh, it may not be strong enough to fill the earnings gap. So I, this was something that's funny because I was looking at this too. And I was saying, geez, this thing's up 8 9%. I don't see any news on this thing. So, and I don't have a level to say, oh, you know, 126 is the place where this should stop. So, you know, what you could do is basically say, okay, use the high of the day and, and, if it gets back to the higher day and takes it out, that's your stop for a short. But okay. I do like this as a short too. I but I'm not sure that this name can't rally a little bit further, even though you know you look and you're like, geez, eight up eight percent. Um, but make sure that you're looking at the last couple of days to see like you know how what a big move to the downside this thing was. Yeah. All right. Anyone? Any questions for Christian? Drop them in the chat. We will uh, spend the next few minutes going over whatever you all want to talk about. Uh, Jonas keeps asking about Continental. Jonas, are, are you referring to Continental, like what, like the tire company? I think, and they they trade OTC. <laughs> they trade OTC in the U.S., so they're very illiquid. But I don't maybe know Continental Resources (CLR). I don't know what he's talking about. So, Jonas, <laughs> clarify for me what you're talking about because there's more than one Continental. All right, so I have a question for you, right? So th this is oh, this gosh. is an energy company, I believe. If it if it yeah. is kind of continental resources, right? So this is the thing that always gets so, gets tricky about these geopolitical situations, right? You hear you see all these headlines going on, and you're like, oh, geez, you know that means you know there's going to be uh, nat gas involved, energy stocks, but it looks like if you notice the price action for today, and this is just one name in the group. But I always start with the ETF, right? So look at what the ETF is doing today. It opened up on the highs and it's down 2%. It's actually down, I think, about 4% from the open. So it to me, when you have all these, when you have a geopolitical situation that we have on our hands right now, yeah. it's it's very difficult to really understand what's going on. We don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody knows how this is going to play out. But I do look for clues and I look for to see, especially in something like this, I look at the price of uh, of oil, which is uh, still up for the day. I look at the price of you know what Nat Gas is doing. And of course, I look at to see what the VIX is doing, too, which is hanging around 30. And um, also, you know, this tells me that if energy stocks are selling off, right, it's perhaps giving us a little bit of a clue that that maybe this isn't as extreme as what the headlines are indicating in terms of, you know, long-term implications in terms of equities. Because I think mm -hmm. if you look at, for the most part, some of these geopolitical escalations that we've seen in the past, usually, usually, and again, not always, but sometimes there are short-term impact on the stock market. So when I see energy stocks all down on the day, 
it tells me that this this could have been more of you know this escal we heard about this possible invasion going on for what i don't know a couple of weeks was it oh I, I, a month at this point more right but the same relationship is always it's you know what i always see in the market is buy the rumor sell the news so it could be i don't know if this move down in energy stocks is telling us that it, yet that it's that this escalation may not be a big deal or it may just be that this was a another buy the rumor sell the news type event because the stocks were doing very well leading up into this and now that something is actually going on they're selling off so that's the relationship that we see in trading over and over and over is buy the rumor sell the news and it kind of feels like a sell the news move today all right uh I, and one day's not down, a trend I, I, so we'll I'm, continue I'm, to I'm watch down with all, yeah i'm down with all that yeah. <laughs> no I, I i i like how you don't like assume like you, you so you went to energy but you didn't assume like oh this is good or oh this is bad you just kind of let the chart tell you what to think yeah i, I don't argue with price i've tried to let price be the number one indicator of what i'm doing because i I just I don't have that edge. I'm not in the I'm not in the boardroom or wherever they're talking about their right. you know the the you know the next move that is going to happen. But I do think price is price knows right. It's the same thing would have named you know before it reports earnings, right? Or uh, you know it 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 will give you in the price will give you the information. And I don't argue with price, right? And I see a lot of people you know, that, you know, on Twitter, because Twitter's a great uh, judge of sentiment. But I see a lot of people like just arguing with the price all the time and making predictions. That's not for me. Uh, I don't have any edge in, you know, trying to predict how this is going to work out. But I look for clues and I and I really kind of judge what I see in terms of the price action and the price action. And again, it, it's, it's about being observant, not just looking at one area of the market, but you got to look at a couple different things. That's why I mentioned the VIX, too. You know, the VIX isn't indicating that by any means that we're out of the woods. You know, the VIX out of 30 is telling us we've got volatility. We've got short term volatility. And, you know, the the market is moving very quickly. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do some tickers here from the chat. Someone asked, let me find who, uh, AC asked about Ford. What do you think on Ford? Besides the fact that I have a Ford. Yeah. And it's, and it's pissing me off right now. But that's a <laughs> conversation for another day. Since this thing broke, I, I've been watching this one, too. I I. I I looked at this on Friday because I think that there were some headlines on Ford on Friday. But since this thing has broke, right, um, you know, back in the middle of January, I have not found I, I've been watching it, but I haven't been interested enough to get back involved because I was trading this thing, too, um, when it was making this move. But I have not gotten back in because I have not seen this thing turn the corner to get me interested in this. So if I go to the one hour chart, because, again, I was looking. And it was like, I don't understand. You know, I heard I think the, the the headline was on Friday that they were spinning out their their. EV no, no, it wasn't. It was that they have talked about it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's not even we're spinning out. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we, we've thought we've thought about that. It's right. come up in conversation once or twice. But, I mean. So I would be more excited if they said, hey, we're we're rolling out this this product or this truck. No, we're just you know, we're thinking about spinning this out uh, to me. And, I, and again, I let the price action judge for me, but I'm like, ah, I'm like, I don't, 
that's not really exciting enough for me to go long. So I, I looked on Friday and here was the candle on Friday, just like we were talking about with a couple of the other stocks that I mentioned with the Live Nation and so forth, right where this thing needed to turn the corner, right? So it did get a bounce, uh, but it, it was short-lived and it went back to 18. So, um, so it's a great question. What I'm looking for uh, it's still above the 200-day moving average, so it's not a completely like lost cause here. Um, it could get down to the 200, but I've got to see this thing. I'm always waiting for the confirmation. And just like we looked at Fridays uh, on the one hour, it never gave the confirmation for me to be like, "Hey, go after this thing. Maybe it's going to turn, you know, fill the gap on earnings." So I don't think it's there yet. Uh, for the shorter term, you know, I could watch something like the 20 period moving average. I would like to see this thing and uh, start to turn the corner and, and get it back above the 20 day moving average. Right. I like okay. to see that confirmation that the buyers, the big buyers, the institutions are coming back in the name. And as of now, I don't see that yet. Um, but I like that it's still above the 200. You know, so and then I'll be, this will be another place to watch to see if buyers kind of come in and start to get involved in the name again. Uh, please, Neo Marie in the chat wants to know about Neo, not not the person, the company. <laughs> uh, so so Neo is another one, too, where, you know, let's go back to basically November. Right. So November, it started to, you know, that was the last time that had a that that was flirting around with the 200 day moving average. Since then, it's just it's it's been moving in a tra trajectory that is down. And every time it comes to, you know, there's probably some news about deliveries or something in here. Great one day candle. But as we know, one day is not a trend and it could not break back to the upside to the trend. Um also, the last couple of weeks, this was a little bit of a bounce. So again, we can bounce in downtrends. Well, it had that bounce in downtrend, and it just wasn't able to really kind of retake any of um, anything that would kind of reverse the trend to tell me that this is more than a this is more than a bounce in a downtrend. So it's been faded the last couple of days, and it, we don't we have no confirmation of when this thing is going to stop going down. So again, one of these things to continue to watch. Um, I would be watching it for the downside. 1894 is a place for a short to take some profits. But okay. as, in terms of to the upside, it, there's no reason to get involved in this name yet. It's not doing anything that is special. That, that's how I feel about like nine stocks out of 10 right now. There's just exactly. no reason. There yeah. is no reason to get involved. Even the ones that I like, like even the ones on my list, like, I, like, like, I, like I, I've got Unity that I like and I like Shopify, but like, I am not buying that stuff right now, even though I like it. And I, I, people that know more than me about the business, they like it as well. People that I trust and whose opinions I value. And but there's no sense. There's no sense in buying it now. There's just yeah. no sense. Even if you love Neo, there's there, just, I, yeah. I mean, there's like so. I sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, but you're, no, you're absolutely done. right. There's so many stocks that look this way, right? Know, and they're just bad. they're not finished going down yet. Um, and. We, we don't know, like, you know, you could bring out your crystal ball if you like to try to, t to try to predict when that's going to happen. But looking at the price action, these things are not done going down yet. And listen, I, I hope it's sooner than later. But the more that you could sit on your hands with this stuff, wa watching these names and downtrends, just I just think the better that you are so that when you are starting to see things, 
you know, more than a one or two day bounce, you can act appropriately and be fresh and be ready to go. But I, I just don't think that we're there yet. And if this was a great question that came out from my trading room over the weekend, somebody said, well, how do you know a stock is kind of has started to really make that turn, right? And is acting better. What, you know, you could go back to any time frame where we've seen a correction. I like to always go back to the, to the 2020 correction. And you look at what happened when we were hitting the lows, when, when, the, when the S&P was hitting the lows, right? And here's one good name, but you could go through various different names. It's nice little homework to do, right? But okay. when we were doing this, right? And you could see how bad this was looking for the S&P, right? Take a look at, you know, so we, we finally bottomed at 323, Right, Tesla, which made a huge run, right? Um, when this was going down, when the S and P was going down, I think this is right around in here, right? Notice what this was doing, right? It 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 started to go up. It first of all, it never really broke its trend. Tesla did uh, didn't, but you could see it started to kind of methodically make what we call you know um, higher highs and and higher lows, right? So you know. In my opinion, it's not about catching the absolute low. You know, what difference is it if you catch this versus it, if you kind of, instead of being so worried about being early, right? Um, there's an old saying, of course, that I, I would rather be right and a little bit late then, than, you know, being, yeah. you know, being, being wrong and being early or being early and being wrong. So the other thing to look at too is you can look at relative, you know, you can look at a relative strength chart. Tesla was starting to really outperform the S&P if you look at a relative strength chart and you could see that something was going on there, right? So I talk about the 20-day moving average, right? So here, here was the five-day moving, you know, because we were above the 20-day moving average, but here is the five-day, right? Here's when the stock got above the 20-day moving average, right? So whenever I see this and when I'm looking for bottoms in stocks, right? So yeah, you missed, you missed some points here, but this was the, this is what I'm looking for is this, <laughs> this whole move. So I could care less about this tiny little move. What I want is this <laughs> in my trading, right? And I want to do that over and over. So I don't care about like, you know, the first couple points, right? I'm looking for this big move. So that's all about waiting for the confirmation. And of course, this was, um, I'm cherry picking because, you know, Tesla was a huge outperformer, but you didn't have to pick the, the absolute low of the stock. If the stock is really going to do something special rather than just rally, you know, one or two days, then you, you can wait a little bit, right? You don't have to be. And I think right now in this tape, um, sorry to preach so much, but um, I, I think that, you know, there's still too much FOMO on this tape. Fear that you're going to miss out on something, right? If this market is really going to turn around, oh. then you don't need to kind of pick the absolute bottom. You know, what you do, don't want to do is start getting involved in names that are making, that are just rallying for a day, and then you get trapped in a name that goes like down. Like Roku, like Roku. <laughs> yeah, so sorry to yeah. preach, guys. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's okay. Let's just do like one more, uh, Christian. Yeah, I, do, I'll be um... briefer. I'm sorry if you've got more tickers. Someone at was, uh, can you look at uh, either KLAC or Palo Alto? No, I do Palo Alto because they report earnings tomorrow, I think. 
Yeah, well, Clack, I think, yeah, this is an interesting, I mean, all these semis, I think I'm watching, I'm watching this group very closely. Am I, I'm not positioning in them very big, but I'm watching a Clack. The 200-day moving average, we'll see if it kind of holds yeah. this, but I think you need a couple days for that. I'm all, also watching Mar- Marvell. Yeah, I've got my list, right? I've got, I'm, I'm watching to see if Marvell can hold the 200. I'm watching ON Semiconductor, right? You know, these are all good quality names, but, you know, Coming in, you know, ON was on my watch list coming into today. Thank goodness I don't have a, I didn't do anything because it's down another three percent today. Right, so they're not down, they're not done yet. Um, what was the one? I'm sorry, Palo Alto. PA Palo Alto, yeah, yeah. So this is one that I, I'm interested in too, but um, I don't know. The group's not acting very well yet. So I hope that they report good earnings, and I hope that they get back above you know, the, um, the range, right? So what I'm really looking for is for this name to kind of get out of this range, um, you know, and we've got to see how the earnings report goes. I think they have a good quarter, I'm guessing, but I don't know how the price is going to react to it. And that's the whole thing. Um, so I think the 200 day moving average will be important. Um, but, you know, look at what Home Depot is doing today nine down nine percent today so even though now i think they had they said something about their growth isn't going to be as as strong yeah they, they said something about their inventory and they they basically said that they've seen a, a lower demand for do-it-yourself projects at home yeah but it just tells me it's too i haven't seen a move like this i don't when's the last time home depot is down nine percent on earnings it hasn't been i oh. checked um oh. in in my database i haven't seen it down this much in over 10 years on an earnings so it just tells me things are too dicey right now to see a Home Depot down 9%. And this was the story, I think, with when Netflix reported, right, weeks back when they fell as much as they did. So this this market's not acting right yet. And I think just being patient for when things, you know, and again, like there's, you know, they did come out with bad information. So probably they should be down. But I don't know, 9%. It just tells me that things are going to the downside much easier than they are to the upside. And still no one's buying this today. You know, there's a, in terms of uh, the institutions, you know, when does that happen? You know, so you just got to watch, you know, maybe at 307. So I'll watch what happens when Home Depot gets down here at 307. But, you know, this is a, this is for some of these names, it is just a watch <laughs> to see what's going on. All right. Christian Fromhertz runs uh, Tribeca Trade Group. Link in the description. Christian, always a pleasure, man. Have, have a good rest of your week. Stay yeah, you guys have there. a great day. Uh, good luck Alrighty. out there, everybody. And uh, yeah, a pleasure as always. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, over under Joe Biden starts talking in the next five minutes. Yeah, he was supposed to start at, at 1 p.m. Eastern, correct? This is worse than uh, Obama. Remember, uh, maybe you don't remember this, but when Obama was announcing that we got bin Laden, they're like, oh, press conference at like 7 p.m. And he didn't go live till like 10.30. Something ridiculous like that. I remember, yeah, I was watching. It was, uh, like three, it was, like, it was literally waiting for, I was sitting there waiting for like an hour or more, it was multiple hours. I remember that. It's terrible. It was May 1st, 2011. Yes, it was. Good memory. Thank you. Um, so anyway, over, under, in five minutes, Biden starts speaking. I'll take the, uh, I'll take the under. You think, you? you think he's starting in the next five minutes? Yeah. I don't think so. All right. It takes the over. I say 145. All right. Or 2 p.m. is probably more likely. Okay. 
just go ahead and push it back to the they can just say oh we got the time zones mixed up the the, the worst part no not the worst part but you have to think about like you're right they said at one o'clock right eastern i presume now the longer he doesn't come on does the market get more jittery let's see what the market's done in the last half hour because we're i was talking with christian and i didn't really look at the uh the uh, the S and P is that closely here. Yeah, actually, this is see, this is interesting. So let me throw my chart here, and it's a little bit busy because I threw up some moving averages. But uh, actually, I can get rid of the night day. But anyway, so hey, Elon in the chat saying it was originally two p.m. Then they bumped it up an hour, and now it's oh well. We are making a new low of the day as we speak. So oof. there's that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, can you imagine if they cancel? Ooh, then we drop another percent on the spy. Four twenty-five in the spy if we cancel. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, Tim Quast is going to join us in eight or so minutes. Uh, talk about things from a market structure perspective. He joins us once a week on this show, usually Tuesdays or Fridays. We kind of go back and forth on that um by the way guys uh if you see that link scrolling on the bottom of your screen that link is a discount code so that link is in the description of this youtube video uh, i'll also put it in the chat right now if i'm doing um da, 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 da. there's the link it's in the chat now that link gets you 25% off Benzinger Pro right off the bat. If you don't know about Benzinger Pro, you don't know what it's about, you you want to test the waters first, fine. Go to pro.benzinger.com, get a free two-week trial, check it out. It's got news, it's got research tools, it's got data, it's got uh, signals, alerts, charts, and audio squawks. You don't actually have to be staring at your screen all day to get the news we will squawk it to you uh it's got um calendars uh earnings Spears, scanners movers unusual options unusual options always always item. insider trades always 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 adding more stuff so seriously this this platform it's the one that's up on the screen right now is the core of this company it is the engine of this company of our business Pro.benzinga.com. Free two-week trial for everyone, but if you want 25% off, get the discount code in the link in the chat. Christian Gallagher says it's great. Don't listen to me. Listen to Christian, if anything. Um, what else did I want to add? Oh, uh, by the way, guys, if you missed it, I know some of you were there. Uh, we had a fantastic Benzinga boot camp on Saturday. I know AB was... Too busy skiing. You were the, on the boot camp, correct? I was our host slash MC. It was a great day. We had, what was it, like seven hours of amazing content. If you, uh, you, you will not be able to view the recording um, for free. We do charge to view the recordings for all of our boot camps. So it's free to attend live, but we charge to watch them after the fact. If you want to check it out, just go to BenzingaBootCamp.com. Um, and then you can get access to our entire boot camp library. We've done one boot camp a month, I think, for the last year. So we've got like 12 boot camps. Um, so, you know, we're talking dozens of hours of, 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 of content. Um, the link is benzingabootcamp.com.
I'll put it up on the screen right now, just so you all know that. BenzingaBootCamp.com. You can purchase the recording there. Check it out. Um, oh, thank you, Easy Mike. I appreciate that. What else? Oh, yeah, is Unite on the option squawk? Duh. Um, Vape King is asking a good question. Does it have stock picks for the long term? Here is what I'll say about the stock pick thing. Um, we have other, Benzinga has other products. If you're looking for picks, we have uh, paid newsletters that offer that. Benzinga Pro itself is just a research platform. It is not going to uh, give you, like, say, here are here are your picks, right? Uh, it will sort of it, it can teach you how to find picks, but it's not going to like hand deliver the picks to you. If you want uh, specific ideas uh, on the long side, on on the short side, long term, short term, a there is a chat. There is chat in Benzinga Pro. We have a community of people on the platform. They free flow exchange of ideas. There's that, but we have paid newsletters. If you go to Benzinga.com, just Benzinga.com. And you click on the premium button on the top right-hand side of the page. It's orange. It says premium. That will give you access to our page that has our not only Benzinger Pro on it, but it's got our, our breakout newsletter, which you to Poji. It's got our options newsletter. It's got um, all of our paid products. So uh, if, if, if specific picks are what you're looking for. So I, I would point you to Benzinger.com. And then the premium button on the top right, if, if that's what you're looking for picks. Kristen says just ask. You can just ask for picks. Aaron and I try to get picks every so often. I'm Not, not every day. I, I give what I'm looking at. Yeah. I want to know if I call them picks. Some of my uh, picks aren't always great. Nah. So sometimes my tips are. Speaking of, our, uh, we should check in on how our 2022 stock of the years are doing. Oh, I have it open right here. I, I, I know keep, run is not. I, I, well. I keep it open on my screen or on my, on my, on my laptop. Um, let's, let's, here, I can pull it up right now if you want. Let's, uh, let, let's just change the column a little bit so we can sort it by, uh, do, 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 do. Eh. let's sort it by winner to loser, uh, loser. Oh, Aaron, is this true? Oh, Aaron, my friend. I'm in last place. You are in the last place. I know. I, I had a feeling. You are in last place. We did uh, the Benzinga Live stock, I went boom or bust. stock I, of the year contest. And Aaron Bree. Whoops. Aaron Bree is in dead last. Down 40% year to date. Eesh. Where am I? I? I'm middle of the pack. There you go. Valet. Oh, wow. Valet is up 21%. Aaron J. And Shelly are in the green. Everybody else is down. Oh man, we'll check back on this periodically. What a what a hard what a hard thing. It's still early. It's true. It's still Q1. We got we got a lot of time left on the calendar. I'm not worried. Sun Run's about to come back, baby. We're does, about to. Does run. he look worried to you? No. Nah. Tim Quas will be joining us any minute now. We've got about 15 minutes, and after we wrap, I believe Biden at that point will be speaking. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I said five minutes, and I was wrong. <laughs> clearly I was wrong. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, we are streaming the Biden conference press conference whenever that starts. But after us, of course, is the roadmap 
every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube page. Um, today they're talking about how like like NFT games that you can play to earn money on the blockchain. Also, um, I think on Friday we're going to be having a special special Mooner Bus show because I know the Mooner Bus guys were at the ETH Denver conference last week, and we we did we got a lot of content out of that. So I'm excited to see what those guys came up with um, for for Friday's Mooner Bus. Speaking of special content, tomorrow is a special day. Um, once a month, we are doing this new show. We started calling. Uh, calling the list maker show where once a month we will compile a list of the top companies uh, assets people you need to be aware of in a given vertical in january we covered alternative investments this month we're covering nfts and our list maker show is going to be tomorrow tomorrow after pre-market prep in place of live trading We'll be doing a list maker show, a basically a two-hour show devoted entirely to NFTs. What companies you need to be aware of, um, what NFTs you need to be aware of, what projects you need to be aware of. Uh, if you don't know anything about NFTs, I would highly recommend tuning in for tomorrow's list maker show to be right after pre-market prep and right before this show. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, I want to plug, you know what we never plug ever, Aaron, is the fact that we do Twitter spaces. We do do Twitter spaces. We do Twitter spaces probably two to four times a week. If you haven't checked it out, um, they get really good engagement, by the way. I know. There I've, are, I've, we've, I've participated in a couple. And you've gained like mad followers, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I've never, they've never asked me to participate. Well, we can do one sometime. All right, me and you? We can do whatever. All right. So anyway, if you're on Twitter spaces... Check out our space. Yeah. We do them every like two or three times a week. At Benzinga on Twitter. Pretty easy. That's pretty easy to remember. Um, all right. Let's do this. It is 11, 11. It's uh, 11.46 Mountain Time, which coincidentally is where our next guest is coming to us from. How's that for a save? Tim Quast, MarketStructureEdge.com. Let's give Tim a special intro. Yo, Tim, what's up? Good to see you guys. Happy Tuesday. You know, so it's Tim, 22222 today. Right, right. So, so okay. to recap, Tim, still in Colorado. Aaron, no longer in Colorado. How? Nope, unfortunately not. Well, yeah. it, it appears your travel worked, though, so that's it good. Did. How was the it did. The plane took off and landed, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and I'm, I'm here in Detroit. Yeah, I'll get uh, I hope you enjoyed the visit to our state. How was it? I did. Uh, I, I Did you? Yeah. How's I always enjoyed Colorado. It was uh, awesome. I only skied two days. Um, I was only there for like three. I was there. For, I skied two out of the three full days I was there. The other two days I was traveling um, back and forth. But yeah, I, I can't get enough of Colorado. Love it. Glad to hear Tim, it. Tim, uh, last we spoke mm -hmm. was Friday, and uh, we were talking about options expiration among the many things that were yeah. happening. That's past us now. First off, did you see anything crazy at the close? I know things. Weird things can happen at the close on those options expiration days. 
Uh, you know, nothing that surprised us. The, yeah. You know, if we, we looked at the trends heading into options expiration, so broad, broad sentiment, demand in the market was generally falling. There was very little demand for derivatives. Short volume was very high, about 49% of all trading volume. And all of those things are, are signals that the market's likely to fall into options expirations. And it also means that there's likely to be light demand for new options, which are trading today. So I'm, I'm not surprised by any of what we're seeing. There are two things that are surprising. Uh, we uh, Internally, we talked about this yeah. uh, in our client services discussion this morning. One of those is how little intraday vol uh, volatility there is. You would expect with the kind of moves we've seen in the market that there would be extraordinary intraday volatility, and there's not. It's uh, roughly in line with the 200-day average. So let's call it about 2.5%, a little bit better than that. How, Most people do, don't do you, know. Wait, wait, how do you measure that? Is that the range? So the way that we measure that is uh, we take a, a, the composite data for the 500 stocks that, that make up the S&P 500, and we take an average read of, the, of all of those stocks' intraday moves from highest intraday price to lowest intraday price. And so the average spread in the S&P 500 is, is 2.5%, 2.6%. People may be very, very surprised to, to hear that. Uh, but there's a tremendous amount of volatility. Yet that is down from over 3% in the 20-day average. So we actually saw that, those levels come down. Uh, so what would that mean? Well, the only way that, that intraday volatility comes down is if the number of trades trying to get to the midpoint increases. So that's interesting to me. It tells me that despite the deterioration in the markets, that there's not a route. We're not seeing a rush to, to hit the, uh, the, you know, the bid or the offer, which is what creates intraday volatility. And so that was a surprising feature. And traders will talk about what that means coming out of options expirations. Well, just I want to ask, is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Sounds like it's well, a good thing to me. I, I would agree with that, Spencer. Yeah. I think that that's a good thing. I think it tells us that there isn't a lot of uh, panic in the marketplace. It's not like we're seeing, uh, in fact, investment behavior declined last week by about 3%. So what that means is that there was there was a general diminishing of investment behavior, not a rush to the exits at all. Most of the, the deterioration in, in the markets came from the fact that derivatives are worth less than they were before. So if you are uncertain of what the price will be 20 days from now, then the value of the option that you hold to do something 20 days from now, let's say, is worth less than it was before. And so that comes out of the market. And that's really what we've seen. Uh, the other little interesting thing uh, to me is that if you look at the 200-day trade size in the S&P 500 and compared to the five-day trade size, it has dropped by about 10%, from 109 shares to 100. The average trade size in the S&P 500 last week was 100 shares. Here's the interesting thing, though. If you look at the 200-day average number of trades per day, about 40,000, it rose to 50,000. The average S&P component traded 50,000 times a day in 100 share increments last week. That's extraordinary. I mean, just you didn't see volume. Volume is not, not, uh, is not up. Volume is fairly average over the 200-day period. How, how can that be possible? 
Well, it tells me that they're the the degree we already the greatest part of trades are handled by algorithms. Over 95% of trades are algorithmic, meaning that a machine is going to manage it. I think we perhaps hit all time records last week. What wait, that wait, tells I, I, I'm trying to understand though, how can yeah. the average trade, average trades mm -hmm. per day increase, but the volume is not increasing? By, by the trade size getting smaller. That's what happened. Okay. So the, the trade size- oh, Aaron, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Stupid question. Come on. So, but it, it tells you just you know how there, there. So there's there's good. I think there are good. There's good news here for traders. It probably means that coming out of options expirations, the market has a chance to recover. Sentiment has not bottomed. Sentiment is our measure of supply and demand. It's at about five seven, five point seven on a ten point scale. That's still above five. To us, there's until that number drops below five, we haven't gotten through this. But I expect that maybe by Thursday or Friday, we might we might do that. Uh, and I think the good news is that despite the you know the 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 shrinking size of trades, uh, the fact that more trades are getting to the midpoint is okay. The bad news is when you have tiny tiny little trades, anything can destabilize the market and it can go down a thousand points just like that because there's no size. I don't. I'm not predicting that that's going to happen. By the way, it's just uh, interesting data to us. So then, what do you do with that, right? No, well, that's the that's the question. Is <laughs> right, right. The, what you know, what do we do? Interesting as it may be, mm -hmm. let's turn it into something actionable. So you know, here's here's what I look for. So you know, if I'm using Market Structure Edge, and I'll share my screen, and I'll tell you what I do. First of all, I don't like to trade during options expirations. Uh, it's very unpredictable, and you're you're taking more chances. You should always know that, traders. Don't just trade every day like, you know, today is just another day to trade. You should be very aware of the supply-demand balance in the marketplace and what is occurring. If, if Events matter. The calendar matters. Options expirations matter. Month ends matter. And, that, and then new month, new money. It's the way that the market works. So everything you do should reflect how the market works. So here's what I look at. If I want to, if, if I'm going to do it during periods of tumult, I want to find big stable stocks. So I have a portfolio called big and stable, and it's going to look for, I can create a screen. It's going to look for stocks that are spending most of the trailing 30 days at five, 20 out of the 30 days at five. Why? Because there's very even supply demand balance. And I want stocks that are very liquid, $10,000 per trade or more. That puts them in the top 750 in the market. Then I want a, a supply side that is 48% or lower and trending down. Supply is short volume. So notice that the graphs for this portfolio are dead at five with a downtrend in supply, but an uptick right into options expirations. So really, almost nothing was good. here. So normally, this portfolio might give me 20 stocks. Uh, th at the moment, it gives me three, and they're all deal stocks. That's very telling. So the only thing that is worth trading at the moment are deal stocks, because deal stocks tend to be safe harbors. They have a floor. So if you looked at Cerner, you could trade Cerner. You know, Cerner's okay today. You have Citrix Systems in a deal. Nuance being bought by Microsoft. Throw Coherent in that Wait, equation. But, but these are companies being acquired? Yes. Why, why would you want to buy that?
Because if the market is going down 2 or 3%, you want to buy stuff where there's likely to be a supply-demand imbalance. So look at Cerner. It's not that you're going to make much money. Well, you know, well, you can either sit in cash well, or you they're can gonna trade. They're going to trade at a slight discount to whatever the takeover price is. So you're well, that, but that doesn't always hold true. So it, it, everybody doesn't know that they're deal stocks. All the machines don't know that they're deal stocks. They're just going to look for things that ha don't have much intraday volatility. And they're going to go trade those. So in periods of tumult, deal stocks tend to move inversely with the market. And, and, and there you have it. So, you know, look at Cerner today, one of the very few bright spots in the market. I, again, I'm not saying this will produce much return, but traders, once again, what you're always wanting to do is increase the probability that you make money. So we could talk all day about the merits and virtues of NVIDIA, but why would you trade NVIDIA, right? There's no reason to do it. It might be an awesome business, but it's a lousy thing to trade when the stock market is down 100 points, when the NASDAQ's down 100 points or 200 points, right? And look at supply and demand in NVIDIA. You should always do this. No matter how much you love a business, what determines the, the price of a stock is the demand for it. And right. so notice Fair that enough. the demand is falling for, for NVIDIA. You don't want to buy falling demand. It's like trying to catch a falling knife. Uh, Tim Quast joins us um, every week on this show, usually on a Tuesday or on a Friday, uh, as well as every Monday on Pre-Market Prep when we have shows on Mondays, uh, to break down the market for us and give us his thoughts on uh, what the market structure is saying in terms of supply and demand. Uh, Tim, thanks for coming on today, and uh, talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Nice to see Alrighty. you guys. Have a good right. week. All right, guys, we got to hop because the roadmap is going live at 2 p.m. Eastern Woo! time. I have a strong hunch, Aaron, that Joe Biden will also go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to say 2.10. Okay. My prediction. Uh, before we go, please let me, let me grovel a little bit more. If you would be so kind as to hit that thumbs up for us, you can hit it with your elbow if you want or or your, your, your index finger, or your pinky, or your forehead, whatever you want, or your, your nose. Just hit the like button for us. We'd appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, shameless plug, guys, the Benzinga YouTube membership program is live. Just go to youtube.com slash Benzinga. See that join button right there? That big old join button where you just click that? It's going to play a video uh, that you'll be able to hear uh, when the, my audio is turned on. And, uh, hey, four bucks a month can access to exclusive emojis and loyalty badges. We will be adding more. We will be adding more levels. We'll be adding more perks, more rewards as the weeks go on. But check it out. Join Zinger Nation on YouTube. You, too, can become a member of our YouTube. All right. That's a wrap here on today's Benzinga Live. Thanks to all of our guests. See that? Shelly in the chat. She's got our emojis. Woo! Emojis of Aaron and myself, among others. Check it out. All right. That, are, that is a wrap for us. We are done. The Roadmap with Chris Catchy, Brian Moore. Going live right now. We will catch you guys later. Uh, we're on a 22 and a half hour break. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> Not, not you. You'll be back earlier than that on pre-market. Uh, I meant this show. I'll be back uh, in an hour and a half for out to close. But Aaron and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Everyone, till then, go look out there. Stay happy green. trading.